Today we've got Mercedes Reber. We've got Jeremy Reber. And then we've got the famous Nellie Watts. There we go. Awesome. And for those of you that don't know um, these people, these awesome people, they are the owners of Fellas Chop Shop here in Spanish Fork, Springville, and soon to be, is it American Fork? American Fork, yep. American Fork, Utah. Um, everybody that's local knows the fellas. I mean, that's a, that's a given, right? Um, hope so. I hope so. I mean, everybody that I know we're trying knows fellas. Everybody in my industry knows fellas that's out here. So it's it's a it's a it's a very cool um, group to kind of be a part of. So um, you know, Sadie hit me up two weeks ago. Yeah. Sadie hit yep. me up about two weeks ago, and and you know asked about potentially doing a podcast together, and and for me, I thought, well, shit, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's been about six months since I've done an episode. I uh, wow. just got so busy with work and things like that. So when you hit me up, I was super excited about that. And uh, and here we are. Um, you know, we've got a lot of stuff that's happened over the last year, two years uh, for all of us. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I think for me it's, um, well, not just for me, but for me, for everybody else that knows you, that knows your business, I think it'd be good be good insight for, for what you do and what you've gone through and things like that. So, um, again, thank you for reaching out to me. I th- I'm super excited to have all you guys on. So, um I guess first off, uh, Sadie, let's let's do a let's do a little bit of a, of a little bit of an intro. Um, tell us again who you are, where you're from, why you're here, and what you're doing now. Okay. Um, first of all, thanks Riley for letting me be a part of my very first podcast ever. I'm super excited, but I'm nervous too. Um, so I grew up in Indianola. Most people don't know where that is. So I always just say Fairview, but Indianola is like 15 minutes north of, um, Fairview. And, um, I lived there until I was 19 and got married to my husband, Jeremy. And, um, I own the fellas here in Spanish and then I own the fellas in Springville and then about to own, um, the one in American Fork. What's the other question you asked me? I just, uh, yeah, I mean, just really just, you know, who you are, where you're from, and, and yeah. what you're doing now. I mean, you, you said yeah. that you've got the, you got the three locations. Yeah. Um, how long have you guys been married? We just barely celebrated our ninth anniversary. Yep. Going up on ten. Yep. Yep. Good yeah. for you guys. So, yeah. Um, so, w- one thing I was telling you, Riley, the other day is um, on this podcast, I want to talk about... Um, so when I was 15, I, I had no idea, like, I wanted to, like, run my own business. Like, I never even met anyone who owned their own business. What, what did your parents do, if you don't mind me? Okay, so my mom, she worked at the state hospital in Provo. She was a cook there. And my dad, he was a farmer, and he was probably making, like, 5 or $6 an hour. Oh. Just busting his ass. <laughs> um, so, like, as a child, like, I really had I, – I really actually thought I was, like, going to be some, like, awesome attorney, but then I, like – realistically thought that I would just maybe be like a stay-at-home mom or something um but when I was 15 my parents moved me across country we we moved to Chicago and I ended up getting pregnant I was 15 um and we moved home shortly after I gave birth didn't even make it to my ninth grade so I only like made it to my eighth grade um and then gave birth to her and started like hustling my way to hair school and then that's when I decided, like, hey, all right, I'm going to go to hair school and become a barber. And um, 
But then I was like, maybe after I get like my hair school license and become a barber, like maybe I'll use that money to work my way up to being an attorney. But once I started barbering and doing hair, like I realized like this was it for me. Like this is what I truly wanted to do. So I, um, yeah, that's, I, that's how I kind of never went further. So, barbering. so, so for you, um, when it comes down to, it's okay. So you said that your, your initial dream was to be a, an attorney, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> when it was, when you started cutting hair, was it the idea of cutting hair and change, you know, changing the way someone looks that you really fell in love with? Or was it the idea of potentially doing what you're doing right now with the fellas? Like, Hey, I can make a business out of this. I could, this could be my, my, my career. So like totally different. So when I went to hair school, like I had full intentions of going to hair school and just paying my way to become an attorney. And then when I was in hair school, like I realized like how easy it was to make like quick cash, which I totally loved. But not only could you make quick cash, but you can make cash kind of whatever. And then I started to actually like just barber and I worked at a franchise place. And that's when I really learned like how much I truly loved to barber. What was the franchise? Are you sure? Hell yeah, I'm sure. I worked at sport clubs here in Spanish Fork. Um, and it's when I, like, that's when I realized that, like, I don't want to do anything else. Like, being able to, like, see someone and, you know, smile and say, like, hey, how are you? Like, how's your day? Like, how's your family? Like, I I know their kids' names. I know what sports they're in. Like, like, I feel so invested in their lives, like, just as much as, like, they're invested in my life there. You know, they're like, how's Jeremy? How's the kids? Like, what birthday happened? You know? And then like that, just that awesome connection of like a friendship and so many different friendships, but it's led to so much more than that. Like when I went to go apply to open up the fellas, like me and Jeremy were making like shit money, like maybe 40,000 a year together combined. And we had four kids. And like, for those of you that don't know Utah, that's, that's tough. (laughs) Yeah. It's super tough. Yeah. You're not getting a business loan at 40 grand. Like you're just not. Um, and so I knew that I was cutting the owner of one of the banks here in town and he was like, I'll fund your loan. And it's like all the connections that I've had in my barber industry has made it to where, who, where I am today. You know, like I wouldn't have gotten the loan to be able to open the fellas if I didn't cut the owner of the bank's hair or like all the construction people that came in and did all the construction on all my buildings or all the connections that I built through barbering and like, just even the barbers that work for me, like it's just opened so many doors for me and, and and doors that I've been able to open for other people. Like I've been able to provide jobs for them, but I've been able to keep my clients busy by just promoting them. And it's like this community of like, just wanting everyone to be better and do better. Mercedes likes to give the credit for all those connections to being a barber. And I think that that did open the doors for her, but the the credit has to go to her her personality is she she wants to be a friend to everybody she takes care of everybody she's always thinking about everybody else she's just got that personality that everybody wants to be around sadie all the time kind of a yeah you know? it's, it's a yeah 100 percent. i i'm very very familiar with those types of people um because those are those are really the only kind of people i try to associate myself with that's the one thing living in utah i feel like i'm kind of an outlier because you know, until you until you get into like really deep into the the when we were talking about that being in the in the community and yeah. going out and yeah. kind of putting yourself out there. For me, yeah. I had no desire in talking to anybody ever. I went and I do my own thing. I mean, I'd go to Strap Tank by myself. I had no issues. I don't care if someone talks to me. If not, right. it doesn't bother me, right? right. Yeah. yeah. And so, but it's like it's like you, Koa, guys like you know people like that. Excuse me, people like that are just they're so great because you want you want to come and be around them, right? Like yeah. 
I mean, does Koa give a great haircut? Sure. Yeah. But I come and I mean, what do we say about Koa? Me and him, we sit down. I mean, he books out like an hour and a half for me. Just I mean, to talk. I, just to talk. I yeah. mean, and, yeah. and I love it. Yeah. And you know, I, and obviously I recognize that, and you know, yeah. I, I make sure I, I compensate accordingly. But that's the biggest thing for me. And you're 100% right when you talk about relationships. Uh, for me in my industry, I work in the defense industry. It's I mean, I've had, I've had clients, so for example, in my industry, what usually happens is someone says, hey, I want to build a, an outdoor training facility for law enforcement, and you know, usually they get like five or six different quotes from different companies, and I've had people that have hit me up, and they don't ever talk to anybody else, and it's, it's been the best business I've ever had. Um, it makes my job super easy. I can take days off, and so I'm very grateful, but you're exactly right. Like, if you know how to make relationships and build and cultivate those relationships, yeah. You, you will succeed in any any industry and you I mean no you can't convince me otherwise restaurants sure. everything else my buddy owns Ruby River same thing he's got his regulars that come in and just his regulars would keep that afloat but it's everybody else that helps him really succeed yeah um, and so yeah you know and, and I guess my next question is, is kind of for you Jeremy and again this is not something that's thought out I only have I'll tell you right now I have I have two bullet points on things that we're trying to do. Perfect. No shit. Perfect. Sadie episode. There we go. Yeah, I got the two. And so I try to keep it super, yeah, super, super open. Um, and again, if this is something that we need to mark, no problem. But I just, you know, I, I like to, I like to kind of dive deep, right? Yeah. Um, was it, was it hard for you? So first off, how old are you? I'm 31. So how was it? Was it difficult for you whenever like finding out that she had a kid at 15 years old and and just, I mean, just the whole, I mean. I don't mean to be offensive. I'm no, just, I love I'm just it. asking. I mean, I love it. just because no, it's, right? it's such an unusual uh, situation, right? We right? for sure were not it, super ready to be It wasn't. Well, he was 21. It wasn't scary for me at all. Oh, I, he was. He was 21, and I had a two-year-old already. Yeah, it probably should have been. She actually didn't tell me that she already had a kid. We went on, like, two <laughs> dates, and I knew that she Smart. had a kid because my, my friend's wife at the time was one of her friends so they told me but she never told me that she had a kid until like our third date but <laughs> that's right i didn't, I didn't so think I it was gonna go anywhere up. that's awesome but no it didn't scare me off i i think ever since i was a little kid i always knew that i was excited to have kids yeah. um and I, before i was i mean i did i did summer sales and stuff like that so i had, I had a lot of life events already it's not like i was 21 never got out of the house right right so uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't too scary, um, and I was just excited to, to. I mean, we just got along so well yeah. that it it covered any any issues there could have been or any fear there could have been from having a kid already. Like we just got along so well that those weren't a thing. You know? Such an important thing. I mean, again, having been in law enforcement, you see yeah. the you see the other side of that kind of situation, right? Where, yeah. okay you know, guy leaves or guy does something to the kid and that's, you know what I mean? That's just such a sad situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I love, I love hearing this, the more positive side of, of those, those yeah. situations. Right. Um, so no, that's, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's one of the coolest things for me to see things, you know, like see, see someone that that's, you know, so what's the, what's the, what's the, your first kid's name? Kiara. Kiara. Mm -hmm. So seeing. So we Kiara. have five girls yeah. together. Five girls. It, I mean, yeah. it's it's cool because me and Kiara actually have like I would say that me and Kiara have a closest connection as I do with any of my kids, if not closer. Like there's just something about Kiara. Like we get along so well. She's she bonded with me immediately. How old is she? She's no. uh, 13 now. 13. So That's 11 awesome, years, man. but. 
That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. No, I, I love it so much. I, yeah, I don't know. I, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just cool, man. So you, so, okay. So you, you started, so how long has fellas been in business? So it was four years in March or May. March. March. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Four years this March. And then for the Springville shop, it was two years in March. And you guys, this is this is your this is what you do full time. You don't do anything else, right? No, I okay. quit my job two years, a year and a half ago. Okay, that was my next question. That's awesome. So Jeremy is actually a stay-at-home dad with our five girls, and then he also helps out with the business too. Like he does That's like awesome. a lot of like our marketing. Like basically, Jeremy gets no credit for the stuff that he does. He does behind-the-scenes stuff that people don't need to see. It's true. Honestly, he's like an extension of each role. So if we ever need help with something specific that's not, like, specific to barbers, he's there because he's done it before. Like, he taught me how to do everything in my role. He taught Jordan how to do everything in his role, you know, so he's kind of like an extension of all of us. By the way, who is me? Oh, uh, why don't you give us a, give us, give us a a whole intro and I apologize. I should have done this. No, no, no. I I want, no, this is good. This is good. That way someone's not like, who the hell, who's in the back? (laughs) So, so we got me over here on the couch. Okay. And me is now going to give us a whole rundown of who she is, where she's from, what she does for Sadie and Jeremy. So oh, gosh. Okay. Um, I'm Nellie. I'm the operations manager for Jeremy and Sadie at the Fellas. Um, for all locations? Or- yes, all locations. Um, I am. I was born and raised in Las Vegas. I'm actually Jeremy's sister. Um, so... Born and raised in Las Vegas, moved to Utah about eight years ago. Met my ex-husband. I have a, um, I have a nine, ten-year-old stepdaughter and a six-year-old son. So, that's me. I've been in the mortgage industry for the past five years, um, and then I actually got laid off. They laid off two thousand employees the day that I was laid off. Yeah. Which company was that? New American Funding. Jeez. 2,000 people on the same day. Um, so they that do was... like a big, like, like a, uh, what do they call them? The, the, ta- the town hall meeting. So we, at my old company, they used to call them the, the town hall meetings, right? Oh. We had like 900 employees and they'd get on and they'd say, hey, by the way, um, if you're on this meeting, and I was never on the meeting, but they said, if you're on this meeting, um, we just need to let you know you're getting a severance package and, and we're mm. going to be asking you to leave. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, no, there was no warning. There was no oh. warning. They, One of my friends I worked with, so we were all remote because my company was located out of California, but we were nationwide. And so one of my friends texted me saying, well, I just got laid off. And I was like, whoa. And so then 45 minutes later, I get a phone call from a number I don't recognize. And they say, hey, this is HR. As you know, rates are super high. We're super, super slow. It's a reduction of workforce. So clock out, like don't finish your day, nothing, no warning. And it was actually really funny because so I go over to Jeremy and Sadie's house right after, okay, because they're they're like my closest people right. in my life, not just because they're my, they're my family. So I go over, Sadie's at work. I talk to Jeremy. I'm like on and off crying, and he's just being the big brother and the comforter. And he's like, yeah, you know, we can probably – you know, we've been in need of a receptionist. You can probably come receptionist for us while you look for a job or whatnot. You know, obviously talk to Sadie. So then I wait and we hang out and then I, Sadie gets home. And I tell Sadie. And I said, Sadie, I said, I got laid off. And she just starts laughing her <laughs> ass off. And then she looks at me. She goes, I'm so sorry. It's just so stressful. <laughs> I have to laugh. 
<laughs> and it was still so funny. So then we started talking and talking and talking and talking, and um, here I am now. That's so. phenomenal. That's that's so cool. I love it. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I guess my, you know, I. Every, everybody, everybody in Utah, that know, especially Utah County, they're gonna want to know what you know. What's what are the next steps? I mean, is that something you guys are? I mean, are open about, or is it something you guys keep close to the chest? I mean, I know. I mean, I don't. I don't. For me, I don't see fellows being a, a three shop um, business, and that's it. I. I mean. Put a zero behind that. Well, I'm just saying, like I. Yeah, exactly. I. You know, I sit here and I, I see the success, and I see the uh, um, the community around you, and. You know, for me, it's like, it's like the fellas is, it, that's Spanish Fork. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is Utah County. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, I, I think that this could be not, not just all over Utah. I mean, I'm, I think it could be in other states. <laughs> you know, I think we talked about, was it, I think one of us, we were talking about, um, like, New Jersey. Yeah, right? I travel to Jersey all the time. Yeah. For, for whatever reason. I fucking hate Jersey. I hate it. <laughs> but I travel to Jersey all the time. And I've, I've had some emergency cuts there before a big meeting. You know, you're in a suit and stuff. And I'm like, these shops are shit. Yeah. They're shit. But they are so busy all the time. It's It looks like shit. It, the haircut is shit. Everything's bad, right? And so for me, I was like, this is this is one of my favorite things is being able to come here. It's a clean shop. You got awesome, awesome barbers. Great receptionists. I mean, you have... You don't just have. It's not just you just saying, hey, you get yeah. you do this, you do this, you do this. Yeah. You have, you have people in place that... I mean, the place, it just, it, to me, it seems like it runs autonomously. And maybe that's completely wrong, but on the outside looking in, that's a good thing for your business, right? Yeah. Is having people that say, hey, listen, we, uh, this is a very autonomous business. It's a good group of people we it's got. It's a great here. group of people. Yeah. Every, everybody from top to bottom. 100. Group. 100%. 100%. Um, as far as like the fellows' future, like we talk about it all the time. And like, I think these, these two, meaning Nellie and Jeremy, they're like kind of more of the finance side. Like if it was up to those two, like we would have already opened probably 50, but <laughs> I'm kind of more of like, this is my heart and soul. Yeah. And I yep. don't know if you can have pieces of it. Yeah. And if I'm willing to give pieces of my heart and soul, then I'm going to want a lot of control of what my name is somewhere else. And so these two have basically spent the last two months writing down everything that I have in mind that makes, or not everything I have in mind, but just everything that makes this shop. And I only want this shop to be able to be duplicated if it's going to be out there. So these two are trying to duplicate what we do here to put on paper to be able to expand. So yeah, we do plan on expanding. As soon as these two get my entire here on paper, and then we'll go from there. It's a process. She's <laughs> she's very picky. So, but, that, but that's that's so important. Yeah. Though. That yeah. is very very important. I, uh, you know, I, like I'm, you know, I say, you know, I have my own business. It's I have a landscaping company, and we do some consulting. Nothing, no, there's no brick and mortar, right? I feel like there's a lot more to worry about when you're a brick and mortar location. I mean, look at the at the little things. From, I mean, you know, how many times have I, you know, I've noticed you look up there all the time, and that's awesome. I mean, you could tell very quickly that you know how invested you are in your business because you're. You're trying to keep an eye on it and things like that. You're very, uh, very aware. I mean, just some of the things Co has told me. Yeah. You know, he he's like she she knows our she knows what our schedule looks like, what our days look like. That's phenomenal. Yeah. You know, and 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 that's something you don't see with a lot of you don't see that with a lot of people that have bachelors, masters. Yeah. I work with those people. Yeah. Every day, and they they tell me, oh, I have 
I have, I have a master's and a, and a PhD, and I'm like, you are the dumbest son of a bitch I've ever met. Like, how do you have, yeah. how, how, are you, how do you have all this education? Well, most people, I think, they, they know how to run a business, but they don't care. And not, maybe not most people, but I think a lot of people, like the, you can tell when you go into a business and the owner or manager, whoever doesn't care as much, you can tell. 100%. You know? And you can tell when you come here, the Mercedes cares. Well, you know, it's funny. I'll talk about another barbershop that I don't think is is um, is in business. Is Danbury still in business in Provo? I don't think they are. I think Drew sold that. Yeah, I think they sold it to someone else that's still open, I think, but I'm not sure. Okay. Well, when Drew was there, since he's not there anymore, I can say this. It was one of those things that I, I was able to tell very quickly. Like, when I went in, it was, there was no, I mean, he didn't know what my, the only reason that he knew my, well, he had my name because I was on his, his square scheduling or whatever. That's it. The guy didn't say another word to me. And, and I know that I, I've, I've probably got resting bitch face. Like, I don't, I don't look super approachable. Um, and maybe that's false. I don't know. But no, he, I disagree with that. I just met you for the first time on Friday. Really? You were very approachable. It was just a I show because... I get on the other hand all the time. See, this is why Jeremy yes, and I... Jeremy and I would be great friends. Jeremy and I would be yeah. great friends. Um, but, that, I mean, that's, that's the big thing is, is, I don't know, I just... Um, Straight up forgot what we were talking about, but... Uh, <laughs> well, I think something that I think... People caring. People care, yeah, that's right. Like Nellie's talking. Something that I think is also difficult about expanding is, you know, when you walk into this shop, it's a feeling. It, it comes down to not just the actual aesthetic of the shop, which is also something that we need to think about as we're expanding, but it comes down to the actual feeling in the shop. We can train barbers, we can train right. receptionists, we can train managers, that's teachable. But the feeling that's here, the caring and the loving that's here and the, the <laughs> loyalty that is bred here is something that's very hard to put on paper and make it something you can duplicate over and over and over again. So I think that's our biggest goal with expanding is that we don't ever want to lose the feel and the experience that people get when they come here. We want to be able to walk into a fellas wherever it is. And even though it's not Sadie in that shop or our barbers here or whoever it is, it's, this is, this is the fellas. This is that same vibe. Yeah. You know, that's a, it's funny that you say that. For me, I, I equate it. It might, be, it might be a silly comparison, but corporate, you know, in, in the corporate world, I would compare it to something kind of like a Chick-fil-A, right? When you go to Chick-fil-A, yeah. it's, it's the, oh, my pleasure. It, they're very respectful, very, you know. Fast. And very fast. Yeah, very. It's a business has ran very, very yeah. well. I mean, you can get in that. I mean, everybody here has been to that Spanish for Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And that yeah. fucking line will go so. all the way out to, to Olive Garden. And you'll and, still wait up. Yeah. Yeah, and they're 100%. Fast, but yeah, you're waiting only 10 minutes. You do that at McDonald's, you're not getting your food for 40 minutes. Yeah. No question. And it probably won't be right. With even That's half right. the line. That's right. They're just, they're super efficient. And so for me, I, I don't know. I just, this is how, this is how I would um, approach this. And, you know, from a, from an investment standpoint, right? Like I'm not some crazy investor, but, you know, we, 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 we raise funds for, for businesses, right? Me, you know, me, Alex, you know, some, our, what we're doing, our group. And this is the kind of business that we would look at and say, oh, yeah, this is, it's just like your banker, right? Yeah. You'd be like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, this is, yeah. we want to be part of this, not because, not just because of the financial reasons, but because you want to be part of the culture and, you know, come in and everybody knows your name. Like, that's such a huge thing. I mean, it's. Like, I was watching a video the other day. 
I can't remember the guy's name, but he was talking about the difference is people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Yep. And he compared companies like Apple to any other phone manufacturer type because Apple may not have the best price or the best specs or whatever, but they 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 advertise and they market and they are loyal to the why, right. why they're selling these products. And that's like just truly who Sadie is and what she has created here is why am I cutting this person's hair? Why am I having this person sit in my chair? Why am I even here today? Yeah. You know, even me who's not a barber, why am I here today? Yeah. And that's what people fall in love with and that's what people come back to. It's it's the why, it's not necessarily the what. You, you can always tell when there's a, when there's a, a real why behind Again, even just take a barber, for example, right? You can always tell, like, hey, this guy's here because, or this, you know, this, this guy, this girl, they're here because they love what they do and they've got goals. And that's one of the biggest reasons, I talked to you about this, that's one of the biggest reasons I come talk to Koa and get my hair, I say come talk to Koa, I'm not, I don't even say, hey, come, this is why I come get my hair cut from Koa. Yeah. I come to talk to him, right? I come to talk yeah. to him about his business. He asks me questions, I bounce things off of him. I mean, it is one of my favorite things in the world to come spend my hour and a half here and just shoot the shit with him. Yeah. It's it's interesting because I came from a construction background mm -hmm. and where I used to work, like the only guys that wanted to be at work were the ones that didn't want to be at home with their wife. Everybody else That's like That's like the cops, there, dude. Right? <laughs> but here, I mean, everybody's still, it's, a, it's obviously still a job. Everybody is excited to get home to their families, but everybody wants to be here. Everybody's happy to be here. Everybody's excited to come in when we have meetings or or we go on group trips together. The events whatever. that you have going on. Yeah, all of our events. Like everybody's genuinely excited to participate and be here and be a part of all that. So it's it's, and I think it's mostly Sadie. I think it's yeah. what she's created. Well, I, I mean, like I said, you can tell very quickly when someone's not super excited to be there. Right. Well, you know? like here's one thing too is like I hear a lot of barbershop owners say that like. As soon as, like, the, in their interviews, if the barber says that they want to open their own shop, they instantly are like, no thanks. But those are the barbers that I hire because those barbers take pride in what they're doing. They want to build something for themselves, and and that's that's who I'm looking for. I want people who, who want to eventually do their own thing, but while you're here, you treat it as this place as if it's your own, and this is your stepping ground onto your next. Maybe it'll be a fella's, but maybe it won't, but... Yeah, I think like that's the thing too is like hiring people who, who it's not just a job. Like this, people is, who want to be is, successful. They want to be successful, and that's who I hire. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, I, I feel like the you know, you want people that want to be successful as well, right? Yes. I mean, you, not, you know, whether, like you said, whether that's a, you know within fellas or say they come here and they're just say their 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 spouse makes a shitload of money. But they just love what they do. You want them to. You want them to love what they're doing. You want them to, yeah. to be successful and you know have their day booked out. And and you know I, I've seen other even barbershop owners, and I think you know who I'm thinking of. But uh, they don't. They don't. They're all about themselves. The owner is. Yeah. They don't. They're not. They they act like they're all about. Oh yeah. Well, we want to help my barbers. Yeah. But it's through a different way. You know. Yeah. And yeah. So, you know, it's just uh, it's a it's a very weird dynamic elsewhere. Yeah. And you know, I remember I came here the first time. The fir well, no, the first time I came, Jordan cut my hair over in Springville. I remember this is like two and a half years ago, because my old barber couldn't get me in. And so I was like, oh, this is pretty. This is pretty fucking cool. This is a cool shop. And then I went to the one here in Spanish, and I was like, 
okay, this is badass. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> and Koa, well, no, so Jordan cut my hair here again. Yeah. And Koa walks up to me because Koa knew that I used to get my hair cut up at Fresh Fade Away by Nafe because his, his cousin works there. And Koa yeah. comes up to me up at the shop and he goes, he just comes up, he goes, hey, man. He's like, even if it's after hours, he's like, I'd like to cut your hair next time. He's like, he's like, what do I have to do to be able to do it? I'm like, that's Koa, man. Wow. I was like, that's, and I was like, that's it, done. Yeah, that's hundred yeah. percent it. I love, oh my god, I love when people are bold and they're just very it's up sincere. Front. Like, you very can tell sincere. That he wants to just, he wants to get to know you. He wants to, mm-hmm. to be your friend. And the other thing that he want that, and this is really cool, is there was no, there was no, you know bullshit reasons he just said hey very very pointedly he said hey nafe you know did your fade and i want to see how he's like i just want to see how i how i measure up and he goes yeah. are you still going up there i said no he goes well i'd love to cut your hair he's like i'll do it for free whatever and just i'll never let koa cut my hair for free yeah. but i thought that was the coolest thing in the world yeah nafe or uh, koa just just asking it's like yeah that's it 100 yeah. percent I love that. I'm in. That's awesome. It's um, so cool. It's so cool. I, I thought I told you. I guess I didn't. But no. yeah, he's he's a, he's a super good guy. I really, really like Koa. You guys, I mean, all your barbers. I mean, Cam and I talk shit to each other every time I come here. Cam's never cut my hair, <laughs> ever. Ever. But he'll overhear me and me and uh, Koa talking. He'll, he'll, he'll say something, and, and I just start laughing. And, Cam and, and Koa just, have a love-hate relationship. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. It's I so think we funny. all do. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's so 100%. One right. thing that's cool too about what you're saying is like so a lot of people walk in here. So first of all, if you look on our social media, like you don't see me hardly at all. Like I'm not one of like hardly ever. I, I'm I mean, not like this is my shop. This is me. Like this is me 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 me. A lot of like every time people come in here like they're like, which one of these guys owns the shop? And I'm like, whoa, what do you mean? Why has it got to be You're like, it's me, guys? bitch. It's me. I'm like, whoa. But it's like they truly don't know. And that can't make, like, I can't feel any prouder than that comment. Because it means that every single barber in my shop is presenting themselves as ownership. Like, they take ownership and pride in what they're doing here. The clients don't know who owns the shop because everybody is presenting themselves the same way I am and t- and upholding all of us together. And so that's one of the cool things is like a lot of people don't even know that I own this shop. You know, they really don't. Well, you know, if, if I didn't know you, I wouldn't have known it either. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have, I would have walked up cause you're up there, you're, you're cutting hair, you're doing everything. Yeah. You haven't removed yourself from all that. Like yeah. you're, you're still doing the work. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest things. Like I, you know, in, in really in any industry, like in any industry that you're in, when you see a boss, in there doing the work that's a company that you want to work with yeah you know so like when i was doing when i when you know with my landscaping company if i had a if i had a subcontractor that that say they do sprinklers right and that's all that my sub does is sprinklers and i see oh that's big boss man there's a big f450 he gets his ass out of his truck and he's down there in the trenches he's you know he's he's digging the the trench he's laying pot like i want that company yeah you know i it might cost me a little bit more well, those are the bosses you're happy to work with. Yeah, hundred percent. Because you know you his workers, he'll do it. His workers are all about it, hundred percent. And I mean, you know this coming from a construction background. Right. You know, when you see that that general come in and he's you know big boss man comes down, and he's you know he's helping. You tell he's never held a shovel in his life. Yeah, you know? that's right. I'm not listening to you, man. Then everybody goes and they go off to lunch and they just make fun of him. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's probably what people do to me. I don't know. We'll see, but. Uh, no, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's it really is owning your own. It's a lot of work. I mean, you know that better yeah. than anybody. Both. I mean, all three of you do. I mean, yeah. you guys are all entrenched in the the details. I mean, yeah. it's such a such a um, difficult thing, but it's so rewarding when you do it the right way. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I guess, okay, so kind of switching gears here. Um, I want to talk about some of the things that the fella's doing, that the fella's is doing. It sounds so weird to say the fella's is doing, but fella's doing. Yeah, yeah, it's USC. Plural, but it's not yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, yeah, it just it just sounds so weird to me. Um, yeah. So anyway, so let's talk about some of the things that the fellas is doing within the community, right? I understand that that's a big thing for you guys, and and we talked about this, and you know I think we talked about it as well, is being involved in the community and going to the the chamber of commerce meetings and going to you know being in the community, even if it's just having a just a, a canopy and sitting at at the fairgrounds, whatever, right? If there's a show, yeah. I feel like I see you guys there a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, uh, Black Rifle, they do, they kind of do the same thing. They don't have a huge foot. They don't have the footprint that you guys have here, but they show up. They do the same thing. Yeah. And so, uh, what events do you guys? Or I guess first off, let's start off. What events have you guys done in the past? And what have what have you guys done fundraiser t uh, wise, things like that? And what do you guys plan to do in both in the near future? It's a good month to talk about events. This board <laughs> is full of events. And I yeah, wish so I wish everybody about. here could see the board it's, because it is It's a crazy month for events. It's not a whiteboard, it's a blackboard and this is this thing's sweet. So I want to go back a tiny bit and sure. and talk about this. So before I opened my own shop and I worked in that franchise, um I always like wanted to go do like fun things like I'm like let's get out, you know, like let's go and like we can like actually like go in and have an impact on this community and um you know it was always like you know just um quantity over quality and so you could never really do that in that franchise and so when i opened the fellas here i was like i want to like i feel like so many people helped me get to where i'm at like i want to do the same like i want to participate in all the things i can participate and be a part of this community and so it's like every single so, I mean, we, we throw ourselves into like l probably a hundred events a year. I mean, tons of events. It's crazy. That's awesome. Um, so we start out in the, you know, in the sun, in the, let's see, January, February, um, Easter's first Easter Valentine's sales. We start with like, like so first, so January it? through no, February, this, the chamber of commerce is one of our biggest, that makes um, sense. Okay. way to get, I'll tell you our events. whole year. So January through March is education, 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 education. Meaning we train our barbers, educate, we educate them that entire three months. It's the slowest three months of the year for all barber shops. So we bring in educators from all over the world and then we in-house teach. So we say like, like we want you to teach fades or Sadie, like you're gonna teach shaves. So that whole month is just like all full of education. So then you go March, April, May, then we're going into like Father's Day, we're doing cells like, we're trying to get out in the community and like, you know, get like, you know, stuff going as far as like those events. And then the summer hits and it's Fiesta days. And then we have our Springville shop. So it's our city days. So we go to the parade. Wait, back up. Before all of that happens, we take our trip to St. George and we, um, we take all the barbers and their spouses and it? their kids and we all go stay in Labor St. Day? George. Labor Day weekend. And then we, um, and then the summer we do like fiesta days, we do like a pop-up tent and then, um, we do like a bunch of Easter stuff. So this year, every year we try to do like a haunted house. Um, and so this year we chose a family in need, um, Eric Adams, he was a firefighter EMT and he, um, he ended up having a heart attack, but he left, um, a stay at home mom 
and four little kids. And we actually did a haunted house, not last year, but the year before. And we raised $14,000 for that oh, family. My. And, and how, how, how long was that? Was that one night? One um, night haunted house. So it was, <gasps> yeah. So we really like Good put a ton of ton, awesome. like ton of work into like making it happen. And so yeah, like right now when you're looking at this. Too, which is the, the cool part. So like this whole board comes together so the whole like the whole community comes together. So like I don't just do this haunted house myself. So every single person in the community, I ba I reach out to every single business and I say, hey, will you guys donate an item? So they donate an mm -hmm. item, and then on the in the item you have to pay for a raffle ticket to be able to possibly win those items. And so every single person in the community has donated to this raffle, and then they've turned into vendors in the outback. So like Jimmy John's is gonna do. Um, free sandwiches for the family and like Shep's Culinary is going to do free cookies for the whole family and, and a bunch of businesses are doing like bounce houses and face painting etc so I bring the entire community together for this haunted house and we're going to raise as much money as possible for this family and then we do of course like our veterans day event the entire the entire day every single barber volunteers 100% of their time and we all do and then we get businesses to come and donate hundred percent of their time to doing like free food and free drinks and like free merch and like free whatever for all the veterans that come in. And this year I'm going to try to do it different. In the past we've always just done it like, you know, just try to like spoil the crap out of them. And I still want to do that. Sure. But I want to actually kind of incorporate like a, an awareness and, and I want to do like veteran suicide awareness. I have, like not even like gotten my foot into the world of that. Like I am not really sure how I'm going to do this event. Um, I still don't really even know a whole lot about, you know, veteran suicide or how to even create like awareness campaign. So that's what I'm going to be doing is like a lot of like, you know, just searching and, and meeting people and trying to figure out how I can make this event impactful for these veterans well that's that yeah and I was just, I was just about to say that you know, oh, sorry. Is, you know everything that happened with with you know especially with Neil you know one of my closest friends you know yeah. with him killing him killing himself it's like for me obvious well it's been very close you know to me forever but once that happens like well shit now it's really now it's really hit home and so you're in a great place for for especially that kind of you know that that kind of cause right yeah veteran you know suicide suicide awareness suicide prevention everything in between it's all kind of grouped into one you're in a great place for it because i mean people they i mean take 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 what i what i talked to you about with the shirts for neil yeah i mean i talked to you one time and what'd yeah. you say to me do you remember yeah, bring them bring them there was no question she didn't absolutely she didn't ask me hey how much are they she didn't say she didn't ask me anything like that oh, i said give me an inventory that's it, that's it. <laughs> give me an inventory and i'll sell them she said just let me know and, and i thought you know that was one of the coolest things ever and obviously we would never take advantage you know i say i say take advantage but you know what i mean we would never say oh we're gonna give sadie 500 shirts and hope she sells them we would that's never all do of that. them but well, yeah <laughs> and that's we don't doubt that but uh, you know that's the thing. It's it's just so good to have that have that support. And you, you know we've had guys on Instagram that have never even met Neil, never met me, never met any of the Currys. I mean I've got what 50, 60 people. They haven't even seen a shirt design, and they're ready to send me money, never even seeing it. They just want to help. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think I think I think helping. I mean, the fact that you guys go out of your way to help people is just such a. It's kind of a rarity. I mean it really is. Yeah, I think so too. Like, I think the, like businesses get so focused on like themselves and just trying to like grow. But 
I swear, like, the more that I do for other people, I feel like the more that comes to me. Like, I don't know what, like, I just feel like that's the truth for us. Like, anytime Jeremy's like, Sadie, I need a new razor. I'm like, okay, well, what can we do to, like, serve someone else? (laughs) I swear we have enough money for a razor. Like, it's the only way. Like, it feels like a rarity, but at the same time, like, look at that board upstairs for that fundraiser. Like, there's 20 other companies that have already donated to that cause, you know? I think a lot of it is this community. This community is amazing. It really is. There's a lot of people here that care and want to show their support. A lot of different business owners, a lot of just regular people. You, you know, that's that's one of the things. It's not that I talk shit on Utah, but coming from the Midwest, I'm from Kansas City. Utah's Utah's a very strange. It's a very strange place to, um, to kind of assimilate yourself to. You know what I mean? I mean, with the 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 the. I'm not. I'm not shitting on on the LDS community at all by any means. But it's the LDS community is very hard to um, assimilate with, to to be in and 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 to adapt to, right? Yeah. And I think I mean maybe everybody here understands that, but um, I don't know. Like for me, it's that's what's kept me in Utah was community. Yeah. That's it. Because you find your group of people, and you're like, okay, these are some good fucking people here. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I take guys down, I mean, like, and it's, it's funny, but little things like the rec director in Salem, Matt Marziel, one of my, I love him to death. I'd do anything for him. I mean, he'll text me and say, hey, I need a ref for tonight. I need two refs. I'm like, sweet, me and my boy, we got you. No problem. Yeah. That, I mean, but he also knows that if I need something, I can help, you know, reach out to him and he would do it. Yeah. Um, by the way, have you guys talked with Matt at all about being involved with doing? With what? Where is he at? He's out of rec- Salem. He's the Salem Rec Director, and he's the. Uh, um, I've never met him. He's a stud. Uh, we, we will absolutely introduce you because Matt is, Matt is integral to Salem. I mean, he's, you know, it'd be good to group, kind of group Salem over here in the Spanish Fork. Yes. Right. Um, so, anyways, he does a lot with like the youth programs and helping out with kids and and everything like that. So, so I, I was I was just you know I was just curious, but. Uh, um, okay, so before, before, yeah, obviously I don't, well, do you guys need to take a break or you guys? No, I think we're good. So we can take breaks anytime that you guys need. Okay. I'm good. All right. So before I start drinking some more of this whiskey, I'm going to ask, I'm going to, I'm going to hit these two questions and then we're going to have this completely open and we're just going to talk. Okay. Does that work? Yeah. Okay. So my first one is, oh, look, I got three. There's a little one right there. Perfect. So we'll start with that. No, we're going to do that one last. That's the last one. So the first one is what's the what's the what is a piece of advice you'd give someone just starting out in this industry? Because you've been there from just going to hair school, then you've been to sports clips. Yep. And then now you started your own business. If you could, if you could give one piece of advice to someone, and this is I'm curious to hear this because my sister went to Taylor Andrews, right? And now yeah. she is a she's like a an assistant director of some oral surgeon facility. Like she does very well. But she, you know, she went to hair school. She has no college, no college education, nothing. So I'm curious to see. So you're going to love this. Okay. Um, One of the people I look up to the very most in my life was Dave Acosta. I will love this. Yes, you're right. Yeah. And when I attended his funeral, they played a voicemail. And in the voicemail. Have you heard this um, voicemail? In the voicemail, Danielle, he left Danielle voicemail and he said, he was teaching this class, and the girl said, give me one piece of information that's going to, like, change my life. 
it's like going to be the best advice ever, whatever. And he said, it's not about you. And there's my advice. It's not about you. That's good. Give me cold chills, huh? I just got chills, yeah. dude. Everywhere. Yeah. That's like Sadie's. Wow. That that could describe. If you could describe Sadie in a slogan. It, yeah, it's, it's not, not about, about you. you. It's so true. I have it as you're walking down the stairway. I have it in my house, and I just remember that it's not about me. It's not about me. You know, I wear this brace. I, I showed you. I wear this bracelet every day, right? The the one for Dave that we got for everybody, and yeah, I have two of them. This one's just gouged. I beat the shit out of this one, but the other one. That's what it says. It's not about you. This yeah. one just says be the solution, fight back nation. But, and, and, and again, that's one thing that we're going to have an episode with Alex. Um, and it's kind of funny. It'll be kind of an interesting one, but we're going to do it up where, where Dave had passed away. Oh. We're going to bring a bottle. We're going to have some cigars. And we're going we're gonna to do an episode. And it's, it's going to be kind of a heavy hitter. But, yeah. you know, it's... I'm not going to dive into David Costa right now. First I off, I might end up crying. And I know, me off, too. Me too. I like, can fight Second back. off... Um, you, everybody here, it, we, you will hear probably a three or four hour episode between myself and Alex about Dave and everything he's done and that oh. night. And I was telling you the story about how he, he put that, he put that, uh, that, that SWAT vehicle in operation for Utah County. And I don't know technically, realistically, if it would have saved my life. But when I was in that thing, we had, I mean, there was a bullet that hit it. 100%. Wow. And David Costa is the one that helped design that and build it and, you know, got it to county. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, he's, he's, one of the, he's one of the greatest people on earth. Um, so it's not about you. And if any of you know Sadie and know her business and know the people that she surrounds herself with, that, that could not be more true. I mean, especially with events that have happened in the last month, last, you know, three, four weeks. <sighs> yep. it, you, you totally understand. I mean, it makes total sense, right? Um, so yeah, I, I love that. I, I don't think you could have came up with a better uh, piece of advice. <laughs> I love that. That's it's phenomenal. my favorite. That is phenomenal. Um, did you ever get to meet Dave? Yeah, yeah, I met Dave a lot of times. Okay, he's he's an amazing guy. I wasn't as close to him as Sadie was. Um, I met him in the shop a handful of times, and I went to just one of his uh, handgun trainings oh, nice. down in Santa Quinn. And that, I mean, he's just he was an great. awesome guy. Yeah, great, he, great trainer. He's, He's the kind of guy that, even though I've, I only talked to him, you know, under 10 times, I would talk to him and he, he makes you feel like you're his best friend. Like oh, yeah, you feel like you could call yeah. him in a heartbeat. Yeah, and he'd take care of you. Yep. He's that kind of guy for sure. You know what's funny is we, uh, <laughs> so we went over to Alex's house just probably, probably two weeks ago, and, uh, and as we were leaving, you know, we had, we, had, we had some drinks and things like that. It was Alex's fiance and then his best friend's wife. They live in Heber. So we leave, and my buddy, he was drinking. His wife wasn't, but she's speeding out of Spanish Fork. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. She's on Main Street going 55 in a, what is it, 30? 30? Is yeah, that what it is? I think so. And uh, so she gets pulled over, and they're like, oh, shit, we're screwed. So then the guy says, where are you coming from? And they said, oh, we were just over at the Acostas. <coughs> and he goes, Dave's son or Dave's daughters? Yeah. He says, Dave's son. He goes, we love Alex. We love him to death. And they just start talking about yeah. Dave and everything. They didn't, well... Did I say which department it was or which? Uh, okay. Oh, then I could say it then. They said to him, they said, okay, well, you're good. Don't worry about it. Let him go. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's, that's the impact that David Costa had in the, in the community. And the biggest thing, you went to the, you guys went to the, the funeral, the viewing. I actually we, got to cut his hair. Yeah, I remember um, you told me that. This is awesome. Yeah, so I got cool. to cut his hair right before the viewing, like the morning of, like by myself. And it was like such a surreal moment, like 
and it was like just me and him in there and like Danielle always told us no that he like couldn't have a mullet but I made sure he had like a sweet freaking mullet Hell in yeah. his casket out like he went down with that freaking just sweet mullet but yeah she was like oh <laughs> I was like that's what he wanted I know it. I, I love it so much. If you much. spend five minutes with any of his kids, too, you can tell oh. how, how good of a guy he was just by how awesome all of his kids are. One one thousand percent. It's funny. And I mean, so I, I told you, but I didn't tell you guys. I'm going to a golf event with Alex. We got invited by all the SEALs, by the, the guy that killed Bin Laden, Rob O'Neill. Okay. So he invited us out to a golf event with Kid Rock and John Daly and Jim That's McMahon awesome. out of nowhere. And so we were like, fuck yeah, we'll go. Yeah. Like, of course. Yeah. So we're going to go over there and... and but That's it, it really That'd is cool. the, the cool the, I think the coolest thing um, you know obviously Neil was a huge part of me getting into where I'm at right now with the seals and the Rangers and these really well-known guys I, I do attribute probably 50 percent of that to probably 40 percent of that to Neil but I'd say the other 60 is Dave Acosta yeah and I mean at his funeral I met a guy I mean you saw seals coming in yeah pounding their trident their hair pied, uh, pounding the trident into the the casket that's a rarity. You don't you don't see that happen for that that's a that's something that happens in the teams. So the fact that they came to a guy that was not in the teams and they gave you know they put their trident in there, that's a that that right there alone told me everything I would ever need to know about Dave Acosta. Yeah. Everything. Um, God man, I just it's that's gonna be such a fun episode. It's gonna be That'll super be sad. Episode. We're gonna cry. We're gonna get super, Definitely super let drunk. Us know when you put that out for sure. Oh, yeah. No question. It'll be a, shit. We might just do it here. We might just come. You over should and do it here. We'll you see. Should. We'll see. But uh, okay. All right. Before before we get carried away with Dave, because I will. I'll start talking for hours about Dave. Um, so is there is there a common myth or misconception about you or your business um, and where it's at right now? A common. And you could totally just say, no, I don't think so. And we'll move yeah, on. well, like, I think that, I think it's uncommon for a woman to run a barber shop. I think that's kind of like a myth about my type of business, that it's not a woman-led business. And, and um, I think, I think that's kind of like the only thing that comes to mind as far as like what I would feel like is like a myth. Um like as far as owning like a business, like I think there's tons of myths, but as far as this business, I think the biggest myth is just that like women do run barbershops too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, well, I mean, I, it, yeah, it's not even just, I mean, not even just barbershops. I mean, you look at, it, it's funny enough. There's a, it's my buddy, you know the Famons down in Nephi by chance, Carly and Tanner and those guys? I don't. So he owns a company called uh, Harmon Tire. Oh, I love Harmon Tire. Okay, Harmon Tire. I don't go anywhere else. Are you related to them? No, my so Danielle, my wife. She she grew up with Tanner and Carly and all of them. So who's the guy who runs the front desk? Like he. That's been... the beard. Yeah. It's uh. Because you guys kind of look alike. That's why I just asked if you're related. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, I can't He's remember his like name. He's the nicest person ever. He'll literally come to my house when I lived in Nephi. Come get my car and then take it. The, yeah, the best. Tanner. Yeah, that, that their service business, is the best. That, yeah, there's no question. There's yeah. no question. And, uh, you know, he kind of hooks it up for me, which I really appreciate. But, I, you know, I try to return the favor with the landscaping side of things. You know, it's, you know, you understand yes. that being a business, you, it's tit for tat, right? Yeah. And so, you, you know, it's, it's – but anyways, going back to what I was saying is, is being where, where I travel as much as I do, I, I've, I've had to take rental cars over to certain shops. And I've seen some pretty successful shops up in the Northeast that were owned by females. And I had no clue oh. until she came out. 
And I, it, I mean, I'll just be honest with you. I mean, in a tire shop, it kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. I was, you know, I shook her hand and, and just said, hey, I'm, you know, I'm Riley. She goes, oh, I'm so-and-so. I'm the owner. And I'm like, no shit. No <laughs> Good shit. for you. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, do, so so let me let me dive a little deeper here. Do you, do you think it would detract from people coming in? Can we pause? Yeah, let's pause it. Let's so pause sorry. Nelly, she's got to print a couple of things. All right. Give me, give me one second, guys. We're going to pause this, and we'll be right back. Sorry. No, you're good. Okay, so we're back after that break, and, and the biggest thing that I wanted to I wanted to hit on. So so Nelly came down, and and she's she said that they have some clients still upstairs. But Jeremy, what did you say to her? You said what what are you what are you telling the other barbers? I said to just do? just stay busy, stay productive, do some product knowledge. Product knowledge. I want to I want to hit on that right there. In my industry, I, again, I'm in the defense industry, right? So we you're dealing with outdoor targetry, military targetry, commercial you know targetry. There's a lot of shit that goes into it. It's a lot more important than what I just said. No, 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 no. It's but no, but listen, that you would be surprised. The guys that have been in the industry that I just left my old company to to do my own thing uh, back in May, right on my birthday actually, and the amount of guys that have been there for 22 years that didn't know product was amazing to me. Yeah. I was like, you. I said, how do, how can you, like, how do you not know everything that we that we offer? You know, from a military standpoint, from a commercial standpoint, yeah. how do you not know the difference? It blew my mind. And but then you had a couple guys, you had well, one or two guys that really just had that shit dialed in. And that was a big thing. And 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 I, you know, I always allude to Coda. It's Coa. To Coa. That's that's what I'm saying. I always allude to Coa because Coa. I'll ask him. I say Coa. Listen, like right now, my hair has never been. It's not even that long, but my hair has never been this long. I've always done fades and like a, you know, blended up into like a, maybe a, a two. Yeah. Maybe a three. And Koa, he knows every time I come what I'm trying to do with my hair. And he, he's not trying to upsell me on product. But, I mean, obviously as a barber, that's what you do, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, but he, I said, Koa, I said, I'm ready to buy some product. I said, what do I need to get? He gets me everything I need. He goes, he goes whatever you want. Here's, here's what I would do. I get it. I'm gone. Yeah. I do it. It's perfect. And it's smart from from every angle, you know. Yeah. Like it makes you more, like it makes you happier as a client. Yeah. Because you know he cares and he's paying attention and he's he's not just paying attention to the cut, but he's trying to make sure that you can look the same when you go home and take care of yourself. That's exactly right. But it shows that when when we have these classes, you know, on a on a Tuesday night that nobody has to come to, he comes and he pays attention. Right. And he takes notes and he learns. That way he can come back and tell you about it. Exactly. Next week. You know, he yeah. was so excited about the whole Ruzel partnership and things like that. He was, I mean, he told me all about it. And it, it, again, I, I hope Koa listens to this episode because Koa, if you're listening, I'm giving you fucking props, dude. Tons. He, uh, he, that's a good there was, there was a day, awesome. that's right. There was a day where he, uh, I, you know, he, he had, he had given me a, um, I was looking for some pomade. He gave me some pomade. Then he reached out to me, which I thought was really funny. Like two days later, he said, Hey, how's that pomade? I'm like, damn, this is. This is great. Like this is how he, like this is what you do, right? With your regulars, like this is a hundred percent what you do. And and I said, well, because it's Koa, I was just very honest. I said, you know, with my hair right now, this isn't. It's not doing exactly what I hoped. Koa immediately, I mean, within two minutes, sent me a Venmo for the amount that I had paid. I I declined it, but like, there's no need for him to do that. You wow. know what I mean? But but he he you know he was he he put his name out there and or his neck on the line. He said, hey. This is what you need to do. He felt bad yeah. about it. Tried to make it right. 
I had no issues with it. Like I've got yeah. no issues. Listen, I've got two hundred thousand things of product now in my in my bathroom. I love it. Yeah, it is what it is. Like if yeah. my boys need hair, I put that stuff in their hair. If they need their hair done, I take that pomade, do it yeah. in their hair, and they love it. Yeah. And so you know, I've 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 never you know, I don't know. I just it's I, confidence too, though too. Yeah. Like it's it it applies I think to any industry, but absolutely. Like, for this industry specifically, you know, so a client will sit down in Sadie's chair or Koa's chair or like some of these really experienced barbers and they'll say, oh, I want to, I want to do this on the sides and this on the top. And they'll say, uh, no, that's not going to fit your head style. Like that's not, let's, let's not do that. Let's do this. Trust me. It's going to work. If you hate it, come back in two weeks. We'll fix it. Yeah. But let, just trust me and let me do this. Yeah. And exactly. they're all almost 99% of the time super happy with it. And it's their confidence level right. that makes it work. Because if you weren't confident and you said that, it would never work. You know, it's, it's funny. You talk about confidence from a barber standpoint. Yeah. I, I like to talk about confidence from a, from a, a customer standpoint. Yeah. Right? When I come and get a haircut, like I'll just tell you right now, for me, I'm very particular about not just who does my hair, but like, you know, how they do it. And if I, you know, if Koa were to just like, if you would have butchered my hair on that first fade, you know, no offense, I wouldn't have come back to Koa. I yeah. said, hey, Jordan, you did a decent job. But, you know, Jordan Jordan does great haircuts. Yeah. Great. But it was the fact that Koa was so bold that, that I went to Koa, right? But for me, that's the biggest that, you know biggest reason why I, I come to the fellas and come to Koa. My father, he he asked me, because, I, again, I grew up with this much this much money. My parents had no money, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. And uh, I feel like a lot of people kind of our age, they, they understand that. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, I my dad, he asked me, he's like, what do you, what do you pay for a haircut? I told him, he goes, that's what, that's for the haircut. I was like, oh, that's 30 bucks. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, I mean, I'm talking, I mean, you're looking at 50, 60 bucks and I'm totally like, I don't come just for the cut. Yeah. I come because it, they they do it. First off, they do a phenomenal job with the cut. Yeah. I feel very confident. Right. We talked about confidence. I feel very confident when my hair, when my, when I get my hair cut by, you know, by Koa and the experienced barbers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my dad just thought it was fucking crazy. Oh, are you kidding me? That's that's unbelievable. I can't believe it. you're just wasting money. I was like, dude, listen, you get to come, you get to have stimulating conversation, you get to be around good people, genuine yeah. people. Um, I said, that's all I want. Like, that's what I want to do all week long. But I work from home, and then I, maybe I travel a couple times a month. I like, I don't get to talk to people like with ambition very it's- often. I don't. I like love it when people like walk in and they're like, well, how much are your haircuts? And I'm like, they're you know they're thirty bucks. They're like, my gosh, you know, just like, you know, shocked. And I'm like, well, there's this work clips down the road. And I think they charge like, you know, about the same. And then after you get done from there, you can come back here and I'll fix it for you. (laughs) So you can pay 30 now or 60 in like about an hour. So your choice. So, yeah, I always kind of laugh about that a little bit. It's so funny, man. Oh, my gosh. It's it's funny. You know, the only I I will give Nafe some 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 credit. You know, he. He did make things right because you know he opened his business up during during COVID. Oh yeah, dang COVID. And, that was uh, tough. Hard time to start. T- oh my god. And uh, and again, we that- thrived in COVID. COVID was like the best thing that ever happened to the fellas. Serious? Yeah, absolutely. Ninety so, percent of the other businesses out there shut down. They, That's true. And we, we got threatened. We, 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 the we didn't have to shut. We, we didn't have to here. We, they we were County supposed to, to have. They like made it so difficult to stay open. Basically, like every single client who wanted an appointment, they you had, had, to, had to. They had to wear our They had to wait outside. They had to be like a certain distance, 
And like they made it so difficult that majority of barber shops just like they closed. But I mean, we tried to follow some of their rules that they had, but for the most part, like we let people choose like what was best for them and their That's health awesome. and safety. That's awesome. And people loved and respected that. And like we wouldn't have afforded this building here in Spanish like at all if it hadn't been for COVID. That's, COVID is the only reason we bought this building. I love, I, I love that. And again, I, I'm not going to sit here and ask you about your political, you know, affiliations and things like that. But for me, I, I, I gave my business to people that were not okay, not anti-mask and not pro-mask, but people that said, "Hey, you do what makes you feel comfortable." Yeah, do yeah like thing. if people ask me to wear a mask, about like, it, then there's being stupid about it. That's and exactly right. Ninety percent of the politics were being stupid about it. Well, like, look at was, airlines, dude. None of it made any sense. Like, hey, in an airline, it's okay <sighs> to take your mask off if you're eating food, but the rest of the time you need to leave it on. Hey, we're, it's okay if we're gonna die if you take that's right because you're eating food. But I would sit like this that, my whole flight with my drink. I'd I'd get an old fashioned. I'd just say you're like this, and I'd. Look at the flight attendant, and they say, they wave right back to me. So stupid. I'm like, this is the stupidest shit yeah. I've yeah. ever heard. I've ever heard. Yeah. And my buddy Rob, Rob O'Neill, he got the guy, the dude that killed Bin Laden. He got a lifetime ban from Delta. He's sitting in first class, and and he had his mask down. I mean, it was on his ear, but he's sitting here. He's drinking. It's first class. He's drinking, eating a full blown meal. And they said, sir, put your mask on. He's like, I'm eating. She's like, well, in between bites. And he goes, he just laughs. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. They gave him a lifetime ban, and that's so United crazy. ended up yeah. uh, United like ended United, up giving but... him a uh, uh, no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that was Delta, and then United actually um, gave him a full. They they honored his million miler status, which I was like, United? Are you serious? Wow. And uh, anyways, I just again, I I, I won't dive. I don't want to get you guys, you know, not not in trouble, but I don't want you know, I don't want people to. Yeah, we just like if people ask me to wear a mask, like I wore one, and if they asked me not to, then I didn't. Like I just I respected people. We we try to be respectful about it. If somebody was sick, you know, sure, stay home. Obviously, if we, we have clients that are sick, stay home. Like we tried to we tried to be as smart as we could about it, but not unreasonable. Like we're not hundred percent gonna close down. Well, yeah, I mean, it. you could because you're because you had two families, people that yeah. relying on this income for their families. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely, yeah, I just. I don't know, man. I, that whole COVID thing was a—it uh, was a trip. I mean, that's something that we, I'm like so grateful for it, though. It's gonna be in the remember the social studies books we all had growing up. It's gonna be in those. Yeah. It's gonna be in those books, yeah. man. And uh, yeah, I've, I've always been curious to see what those books are gonna say in the future. You know, I feel like COVID like taught me a lot too about like how to like fight really hard for my business. Like I was scared. Like I just remember like not sleeping at night. Like we like canceled our like direct TV. Like we like, we called and like got our phone bill lowered and like lowered all of our bills. Cause I'm like, Holy yeah. shit. Like, I don't know how long, like, you know, we'll be we closed down if we get closed down. Like how will we live? And like, I feel like it taught me like so many things that like I would like, didn't need in my life. And like, I think it really taught me of like, because Jeremy had quit his job like right before COVID and like, like two we months were, before COVID. Oh, no, I quit my and job. So, and like, cause I was like, we're going to just we're committed, do it on yeah. our own. Yeah. And so it's like, this is all we got. And so like, I just, Trying to prioritize. Yeah. Like I just remember feeling like I got to do everything I can to like make it through this. Like our whole life, like our lives depend on it. Not really, but our livelihoods. Well, I mean, li- yeah. I mean, technically, I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah. a source of income and, and, you know, and luckily, you know, you guys, you guys couldn't have picked a better place. I mean, yeah, you know, I don't know. May, maybe it would have worked just as well in Salt Lake County. Yeah, because the know, mayor came in here during COVID and he was like, Gladiators are open. This, this would be so a good be time open. for you to have the video on this podcast and we could throw up some pictures on the screen of what this shop looked like when we got it. 
Do you have pictures? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to see some? Will you send them to me? Because I'll, I'll see what, I mean, I know that, so like Rogan gets to put video on his podcast, but I mean, maybe I can share like a, like, do you guys listen to Spotify? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes they have like the lyric videos and it's just, oh. almost, it's almost like a GIF. I mean, maybe it's something I could throw, I don't know, maybe before and afters. I mean. Oh, I like that. That's what it looked like before. Serious? Yeah. It's the most bland, boring looking shop ever. <laughs> what the? Sorry, Lori. Sorry, Lori. <laughs> Love you, Lori. Love you, Lori. Love you, Lori. But it's pretty badass now. <laughs> I mean, no dis- Lori's it's not days. It's so different. That's awesome. Though. We did it all in six weeks, too. And we, like, literally did a majority of the way, like, ourselves. Dude, we didn't like, hire a single... Well, we hired an electrician and a plumber. Plumber. And the and rest... We had a she guy for, like, two patches. patches. Oh, I thought it was and just a patch the way. So oh, what, gosh, what's upstairs? Like, all the way upstairs? Salon. And I own the salon, too. It's called Salon. It's a seven-chair salon. I had no clue that that was even there. I thought maybe that was your office. That I also own. So seven chairs upstairs, two chairs in the back, and a tattoo shop in the basement. I do. And we do parties down here. Well, I don't. I'll I'll believe that when I see. I'll believe it when I see it and get an invite. Bachelor parties are pretty uh, fun down here. Oh, people. So you do like events and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've rented it out for events before. For bachelor parties, it's pretty cool. So for my local guys. What, so what does it cost for someone if they wanted to if they wanted to go and 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 rent out this this basement? So what what you guys don't understand this is a very this is a, this is a rustic private area down here that is it's pretty badass. It's very low key. I love I love it down here. When when I found out your office is down here, I was like, this is this is fucking cool. <laughs> so we've always just charged seventy five a night and then a thirty dollar cleaning fee. So that's what it costs at my. That my 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 housing development. This has like a pool table, like all sorts of fun stuff. Down. Byob. Yeah, definitely Byob. Unless we're friends, and I have a full liquor cabinet. (laughs) There we go. Well, don't say that. Someone's gonna end up. Well, not the Byu parties. They won't. They won't break into it. But um, they won't break into it. They won't know how. They'll be. They'll feel guilty. They have to repent. But uh, okay. So my my last question. Well, not my last question. Well, first off, I guess so. We're an hour twelve in this. What are, what are you guys looking at timeline? What, do you, what time do you guys need to be done? Um, just whenever, you're, like whenever this conversation starts to kind of feel like, all right, we're done. What's uh, your last question? So, well, the last question that I had written down. Can we have one more shot. Hell yeah, we can have. We right? have a hundred more. I shots. I cannot drink any more shots. I think we, we're not even we'll halfway through the bottle. That's right. Okay. You, so Alex and I killed. We killed one of those bottles when he came over. I with can't a cigar. drink. My anxiety, like. Oh, just, that's what we should talk about. I can't about believe that. it's been six months since you did a podcast. Dude, it's been a long time. Like, I just got so busy. It's something, I mean, I, I've wanted to do it. I've had people lined up all day long. Yeah. And I just, like, I hate doing a remote podcast. I hate it. I think you lose such value not being face-to-face. I agree. You know, I... I've so had I've, so many people ask me, and it's, like, all been, like, over, like, Zoom Skype. and stuff. And I, I won't... I've yeah. always said no on, like, no things. So it's not going to be my first <clears throat> podcast experience. No, I absolutely not. Have you guys seen the... Are you guys... I mean, are you on Instagram as well? Yeah. Have you seen the video of the guy with the huge butt? He, like, goes around and messes with people. His name's Frankie Lapore. Here, I'll see. No, I don't think so. So if he... If anybody would have seen it, it would have been Jeremy. <laughs> so... Plenty of time. It's... It's this guy. He does shit like this all the time. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So so we so <laughs> so Frankie and I we've talked about doing an episode. He's got like seven hundred thirty thousand followers. Holy moly! And and he wants to do one, but he doesn't want to do it Zoom. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Me and you were gonna get along just fine. Yeah. And he says it's because of all audio. I think it's well, for me it's it's the it's the the, the personal touch. You lose the face to face. 
I don't know. Anyways, um, what were we talking about? I got, I got so carried away there on a, on a tangent. I was just saying, what was your last question you were going to ask? My last question is, who is or was the most important mentor in your life or business? Yeah. And, and why? So, definitely Dave. Um, forever will be Dave. Um, like, it's hard to answer, like, one question why. Like, I felt like Dave believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And, like, I, I kind of feel like he, like, wanted me to be where I am now more than I wanted to be. Like, like, he... I don't know like I just don't even know how to like describe it but like Dave was like he was like my right hand person of like you got this like do this like do this like you know and he just like he truly cared about me and like my success like and he wanted me to be able to like provide for my family and like not just like financially but like we would talk a lot about like how to like you know fight off people or like if anything bad happened or like you know, bats, like, literally everything. Like, he just... All-encompassing. Yeah, like, he just... He taught me everything. Like, literally everything. And and it was, like, one of the first experiences I've had of, like, a mentor that, like, wasn't doing it for, like, their own selfish gain. Like, he truly, like, he gained nothing by what he did for me. Like, and I gained everything. So, yeah, definitely Dave. You, you know, and you, you know this just as well as I do. You're not the only person that would say that either about Dave. No, so many people. Everybody. I mean, yeah. from football, you know, football players that played for him to, to family members to guys that didn't really spend much time around him. They they could see his his impact. We uh, I just hung out with a bunch of Brazilians that came down from U Tactical Brazil, or excuse me, they came up from U Tactical Brazil, and just talking about we hung out at Alex's house with Courtney was there, um, Alex was there, everybody. And these Brazilians that have met Dave twice were just—they were just in tears, just talking to us about Dave. I'm like, damn, it's crazy. Yeah, it's—I mean, they're again. I love Neil to death. I love Neil. He's one of my closest friends. But Neil—Neil Neil knew a lot of people, and a lot of people knew Neil, but I don't think they really knew him. You yeah. know what I mean? They people act like they did, but I mean, Dave really cared about who he talked to. He really cared to know people. Um, He's just out there to help people. He's not trying to get rich by himself. You know, he's he's not. It's not like no, he's, he was it's not about him, rich, right? Yeah. That's that's Dave. Mm-hmm. He's all about everybody else. He wants everybody to succeed and be safe and be happy. And I just I wish everybody. Dave would have been one of the coolest podcast guests to have in the I world. Know. He had started a podcast with Benson like right before he passed away. Did you did you listen he to did? this? Yeah. Yeah. There's. You never listened to it? Yeah. I never. Yeah. There's one or two episodes. Right? Um, him and Benson have a couple of podcasts. Vincent's um, Courtney's husband, right? Yep. Because Taft is is McKinney. You've gotta you've gotta listen to him. I've listened to him like a million times. But yeah. Gosh. What a cool father-in-law, huh? Dave yeah. Acosta. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So okay, so now let me. We're well, for the last little bit. I want to I want to get deep here. So, okay. this is officially my longest podcast, by the way. Sorry. No, hey. no, no, no. It's <laughs> I told you. I said this is something like this. I was really excited about this. Um, my longest one was an hour, 15 minutes, like 32 seconds. We're at an hour, 17. Not two minutes. It's good. So I want to talk a little bit about <clears throat> mental health, right? We talked we talked about potentially talking about it earlier in our phone call. Um, but for me, mental health is such a huge thing. 
right? We, uh, I went through some super, super dark shit. Like, I mean, I've got, a, I've got, a, I've got a raven on my, on my, my arm, and I've talked about this in another, in another episode, so I can talk about it here. But, uh, I don't want to be, you know, seem weird to you guys or anything. But I'll just, I'll just be very upfront. We had a, as well, I had a couple issues back in, because again, I grew up LDS, right? And so for me, I. I, you come out to Utah, and holy shit, you talk about being entrenched in the the the, the religion, right? The yeah, religious right. side of, of right. life, and you're kind of ostracized. I was ostracized bad until I became a cop. I I had no friends. When I, I did college track, nobody wanted to talk to me. Nobody wanted to hang out with me. I had one guy. That was it. It was all, whatever. It is what it is. But as I started getting into my career, I was like, this fucking sucks. I hate this place. I hate. I hate. I hate. I hated my life. Um, it just, it sucked. And so there were two different occasions where I had actually tried to take my own life. And so I have on the, on my arm, I have a Raven that has two arrows in it, right? Two failed attempts. Never had any other issues ever since. But again, that's, again, that's me being very vulnerable. I don't, I've told yeah. a couple other people this, but there you go. Spotify, Apple. This is, this is, <laughs> this is, this is what we do. But, um, for me, mental health is so, it's so important, right? Yeah. Um, and so for for you, you my God, you guys. I mean, I mean, I mean, Sadie. Even just starting from when you were as young as you were, having your first kid, to to now, and be going through COVID, and and you know, you, you said you went through and you adopted. Yeah. So like, my life's crazy. Like, I had a baby at fifteen. Like, I opened the fellas when I was twenty-three. I almost died having birth to my fourth baby, and I ended up adopting my niece three weeks later. And I was twenty-three opening a fellas, and then. I was 25 opening two fellas and now I'm 29 about to open a third fellas, you know? So it's like, it's just been a really crazy life. And, and like I said, like I never even made it to ninth grade. So like everything I've done, I've had to like do ex- like, I I'm like, shit, where does the comma go when I'm replying to this review? I'm like, is it there, <laughs> there awesome. or there? Yeah. Like, you know, like, and I'm like YouTubing it and I'm like, I just got to respond that's, that's to this. That's where I come in. That's my job. Yeah. Like I luckily I married someone Divide who like and had <laughs> some sort of like education. Stay at home dad, comma, inserter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true though, because like, like I know like how to do so many things, but then Jeremy's like totally my other half. But as far as like mental health goes, like it's been, it's been about, it's been one year for me that I've actually experienced actual mental health issues. And so a year ago, I started getting like all these hives like all over my entire body. And so I'm like, so they tell me like, you know, you've got to go on this like diet and like basically just, it's like a juice cleanse. And I do this juice cleanse for like 30 days. My entire body is like so itchy that I'm like living off of like spray Benadryl, gel Benadryl, taking Benadryl. I finally get into like a dermatologist and, and there, it was like no hope. They're like, well, we can cut, you know, a piece of like the hive off and then we can set it off. But then there's not like, like the chances of it coming back and like being able to tell us what it is. is like slim to none. And like, basically I was like, well, might as well not do it. So I finally get rid of the hives. And then like within 20 days later, this is not this last a, a year ago from this September. So it's been a year ago now, like probably 30 days from then I'm like laying on my couch. We're like watching NFL football. All of a sudden I'm like, I feel like something's like on my chest and like, I can't breathe. Like all of a sudden, like 
my chest is like so heavy. Like I can't feel my fingers. Like it's just like shooting tingly and instantly I jump off the couch. Cause I'm like, what the freak, you know, like, what was that? And I'm like, as I'm jumping off the couch, like my vision is like completely blurry. Like I can't breathe. Like I'm like, it's like, I can't like, I don't know how to breathe. I'm literally forcing myself to inhale hair and exhale hair at the time. I have no idea what it is. I think I'm having a heart attack, but here's me. I'm like, I'm just going to take a bath. Like I'm a big girl. I'm gonna take some Tylenol. Like I'm fine. I'm fine. Definitely not going to the hospital. You know? So I, I like, don't even tell Jeremy about it. I just get in the bath and I'm like, holy shit. Like that was kind of scary, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I got this, you know, like I'm a big girl. And so then like the next morning, like that, like kind of that whole night, I'm like telling Jeremy, I'm like, I'm like all these like weird, like hot flash feelings. Like it's like hot up my back. Like I can't breathe. And he's like, Oh, okay. So, but then he's going to go riding his dirt bike in the morning. And I'm like, all right. And I got work the next day. So I'm like getting up, getting to go to work. I like, can't see my vision's blurry. It's like all coming back again. Just so extreme. Like just these physical symptoms are like so insane. I like, can't even like really kind of, I can't even understand what's really happening to my body. And Jeremy's gone. He's like on a, a dirt bike ride with one of his friends. And and luckily, I like call a friend, and he comes Your over. First and... dirt bike ride ever, so I. Oh, serious? It's bad timing for sure. <laughs> no service, like can't call him. She was nervous. I was gonna go die. You know? <laughs> so scared. So then he gets home finally, and I'm like, take me to the hospital. And like, if I mean, if I say I'm going to the hospital, like serious. It's serious. Like no. I will be that person that dies at home because I'm an idiot and I just like take it too long. But I, so I'm like, I get to the hospital and they like do an EKG and they're like, you're not having a heart attack. And they're like, we think you might just have like some anxiety. I'm like, what? Anxiety? Like, I'm not anxious. Like, I feel fine. Like, this is not anxiety. Like, it's just so untrue. Like, I was just so upset because I felt like anxiety just feels so big, you know? And like, and then you go to tell people about what happened and then they're like, well, I'm anxious. You know, like I have anxiety. I'm like, you don't have anxiety. Like, because for me, like anxiety is like so actual extreme that it's like hard for me to even hear the other people are like, I get anxious. I'm like, I don't get anxious. It's not anxious. <laughs> anyway, so they put me on this medication and it's like basically a really strong Benadryl. And all it does is like make you want to sleep. So then I instantly get off that medication. And then they're like, well, then you probably have some depression. But I was like, I don't feel depressed. I just have like all these like super strong physical symptoms. So then they're like, well, you probably are depressed. So then they put me on these depression medications that cause me to have like nausea. So then I got to take nausea medication. But the nausea medication makes me have a headache. So then I've got to take Tylenol. So then they get me off that medication and withdrawing off of all these medications is unbelievable. It's like, no, it yeah. is withdrawal like, is no joke. It's so serious. And so then they start me on this new medication. They're like, this one's going to work. And, and then they're like, all right, maybe go get, um, uh, what is it called? Like your hormones test out. Cause I mm-hmm. had, you know, a hysterectomy and I'm a woman or whatever. So like, go check your hormones. And basically my hormones were fine. It was like, they were like, you're low on vitamin D, but I'm like, it's November. Of course I am. Yeah. Everybody is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so they're like, yeah, you're, 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 it looks good. And I do this food allergy test and it's like, you're great. Like, you know, you're not like allergic to any food. And so then they like put me on this new medication and, and I still like, I just like, I can still trying to like work because I literally have a business to run, but like all I can see is stars. Like I'm holding onto the back of my client's chairs like just spinning and spinning and like, I'm just like waiting for myself to faint. Finally, like eight months later, they finally diagnosed me with panic disorder, which they are like, 
you know, cut out caffeine to this day. Like I still don't drink like energy drinks. Like I don't even drink, like I'll take a couple shots like of alcohol here and then, but if I drink too much, like the anxiety just like sure. boom through the roof. Sure. I'm like finally to the point now a year later that I'm on my eighth medication and I only have to take one. But I was to the point where I was having to take three in the morning, two in the afternoon, and then three at night. Like just craziness. And like what it does to you mentally is like, you know, just... The, the panic? Or yeah, the, yeah, the panic. Like you just, like you have no control of like your entire body. Like your body just like, you don't choose panic. Like it doesn't, like there's no it'll trigger. It'll come on like yeah. this. There's no trigger. Like there's nothing I can avoid to make it not happen. Like it, I could be sitting here in this podcast and all of a sudden it could just hit me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I can't function. Yep. I could be in the middle of a haircut and next thing you know, my client's holding me up saying like, let me get you to a couch. Like I have no idea when it's going to happen, but it's, it's so crippling when it does happen. And that's kind of like my mental health. Like my mental health isn't, isn't like the depression side. It's like the anxiety side of like how anxiety has like crippled and changed my life. And like, I can't do like normal things that I used to do because of anxiety or like I have to be cautious and I try not to even drive myself to work because I don't know if it's going to happen when I'm going to drive or like, I basically have to live in fear 24 seven of when will I be immobile because my anxiety will take over. It's funny that you talk about driving. Um, because I've, I've also had, you know, I've been on shit. I've been on, uh, so now I'm not on anything. I've got a different type of medication and it's not this. Um, I, you know, I've, I've actually gotten into, to, to edibles, right? And, and edibles, edibles awesome. they've been great for me. Certain people, certain people, the, the medicine, they do really well. You know, Lexapro does great for them or, or, or Seroquel or, or whatever that some yeah. of that certain people, it does great Prozac. for me. For well, me, it doesn't it doesn't do a whole lot. Well, yeah. it, it does a lot, but I hate I don't like being dependent on yeah. it. Yeah, I find myself being very dependent. It's terrible. Um, I have a I have an addictive personality. I'll be the first one to admit it. I really do. Um, so I you know, and I've seen the effects of opiates, right? With being in the sheriff's office, you see guys yeah. that come in that are you know they're 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 they need methadone because they're on, you know, methadone gets people off of heroin. It helps with the withdrawals, and it's just like, they they need the methadone and they need the heroin. I'm like that's crazy to me. But uh, you talked about driving, having these panic attacks. Um, so when I, the only time I've ever had panic attacks is when I was on my, my, my depression medication. The only time. And I'm driving from a, from a, I had a, I had a, it, it, which is crazy, right? Yeah. Um, because it helped with the tech, with like the overall depression. But then the panic attacks, I just saw those just go. It's the problem with most medications. Yes. It's, it's one, it's you take one and then you got to take three more to counteract the side effects. Yeah, of that dude. One. That's true. I had just left the sheriff's office and I'm talking maybe three weeks. I had left the sheriff's office and got hired on at this old company and I'm driving from a city league basketball game in Spanish Fork. And I had a, this is when I had my F-150, had a light bar, like a hit, like a recessed light bar. And I'm driving up. It's like 11 o'clock at night. We were the late game. I was like, sweet. That was an overtime game. We got the win. Dude. Out of nowhere, boom, it hit me. And and you know that feeling where your, yeah. your hands, it feels like you got a bunch of static in, yeah. your, in your fingers. In and your I'm legs. Like, I'm like, holy shit. I was like, I'm going to wreck. And thank God there was a highway patrol officer in front of me. And I just start hitting my, my, my light. And I'm just, I'm trying to get his attention. And he fucking drives off. And I'm like, oh my God, this sucks. Then I had two highway guys pull up behind me. They pulled me over. Sat me down. They they talked to me. They 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 did their thing. I had fire. I had EMT. I had everybody come over. 
You think it's a heart attack? Well, that's what I told him. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so <laughs> sorry. Like, your chest is so tight. I'm, I'm laying on the side of, of I-15 with, you know, there's fucking glass, like, you know, on the side of the road that's, you know, it's like cutting up my neck, but I couldn't breathe. And yeah. they were phenomenal. You know, I've got well, I've got weapons yeah. in my truck always. I've got an AR fifth. You know, I've, well, excuse me, an AR pistol. I've got I've got two handguns, and and so I just told him. I said, listen, I used to be at the sheriff's office. I got a Glock 17, Glock 19. I've got an AR AR 15 in there. I said, just so you know. And he said, okay, no problem. Phenomenal. I mean, I can't speak highly enough about about the law enforcement out here in Utah County. But you know, the panic attacks. It's something that if people have never dealt with, you won't understand it until the first time you have one. Because, I mean, you can, you can tell people about it all day long. But until they feel that their hands, they feel like their hands are doing this, they have no, no control, and their legs, and you're breathing, yeah. your heart's going 100 miles an hour, you have no clue. You know, and no yeah. two panic attacks are the same. No, I agree. And, like, just, like, the battle between, like, the medication, like, you know, my parents were both, not both, but basically the majority of everyone yeah, in my family is, like, struggled with some sort of addiction and i've always lived my life like i'm an idiot whoops you're good no i've always just lived my life like heck no like i'm not even gonna take time all you know just like yeah exactly i'm not gonna take nothing like i don't want to be dependent on anything and that's been like one of the biggest mental struggles with anxiety is like i literally have to rely on medication to get me through my day yep and that's so difficult for me to wrap my head around because i'm such a no, I'll just do it. I got it. I can do it. I can do everything. Yeah, exactly. And anxiety reminds me, like, nope, can't. I actually have to have limits yeah. and boundaries. So, yeah, like, mental health is super huge. And, like, that's something I want to, like, get more into, like, especially as I, like, expand the business, like, and our events and stuff. Like, trying to make our events a little more, like, impactful. Like, less, like, celebrating and more, like, awareness sure. and things. And sure. that's kind of where I like would like to ship like our future into is like, yeah, it's great to go to the, like the, like the, to do trick or treating. But like, you know, if it's like, maybe we left a little card in there that just like, instead of candy, it says like, Hey, just know you're loved today. Yeah. Or just like more things that are like just more impactful. You know, when I was going through my, my, my shit, right. I had a, uh, I had a client, I showed up and he was in Philadelphia and I'll tell you right now, his name's Yuri Zalzman. Yuri, I know you listen to every episode. I love you, dude. I went out to I went out to Yuri, and I tell Yuri everything. I mean, he's one of the few people that knows about my, the, you know, the, the the tattoo I was telling you about, and he knows the significance. And he, you know, he he every time I go see him, he gives me a huge hug, and all the first thing he says, he just says, Riley, how you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just uh, I mean, and it's not like a hey, how are you? It's he sets me down. He's Israeli. He's Israeli. He grabs me by my shoulders. He goes. Riley, Riley, my friend, how are you? That's that's what he that's what he fucking sounds like. Is, and he's like, how are you doing? How are you? I'm like, Yuri, I'm all right, man. And I just, oh my god. And that's that is the biggest thing. Do you know who Jordan Peterson is? He does a lot yes. of like podcasts. Yes, yes. Okay. I love Jordan Peterson. I watched an episode. Jordan, I can't remember. Except for he's so smart that he makes me feel like an idiot. Like an idiot. <laughs> like I'm, Dude, like an idiot. I can't barely comprehend what you're saying. Sounds good. Ingest it. He did an episode with a guy. I really wish I could remember his name because I would 100% give him credit. But he uh, he shows up and this guy looks at him and he goes, Jordan, how are you? How are you doing? How, or he goes, how are you doing, Jordan? Very, very direct. Very genuine. And Jordan Peterson, he's two minutes into this interview, starts crying. I'm like, damn, that guy's dealing with some shit. You know what I mean? 
and uh, I mean, you know this being guys. I mean, you know, guys don't really get asked, you know, you know how how they're doing a whole lot. Truly, how they're doing. And, and I'm not t- I'm not taking away from no. Anything. And I like agree. Like I want to like touch on what you're saying. Um, I went to this education class, and it was a barber education class, and they said. When do you think the last time your client was complimented by someone other than their family member? Or their spouse. Uh, or their spouse. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. You know, and I was trying to think like, what the heck? Like, why are you even saying this? And they're like, you know, you don't know what's going on in their lives. So like, I make it a huge point to be like, you look freaking hot. Like when you leave yeah. the shop, like you're going to be crossing your arms saying like, back off. Like, I'm waiting for my wife until I get home. Like. I always try to pump up my clients and say, like, you look incredible. And, like, of course, I would never, le- like, let them leave not looking incredible. Of course. But I, like, definitely pump affirmation. them up of, like, you got this. Or, like, they're like, I got an interview today. I'm like, plan on having the job. Like, look <laughs> at this haircut. Yeah. And that's huge because a little compliment like that can just go such a long way in people's mental health. Because you just don't know what they're going through that day. It, it, it's so true. I, you know, the compliment thing. Again, so, I mean, I'm. I'm married, and you know we've 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 gone through a lot of stuff, right? I mean, me and her. So, you know, we. Uh, I mean, when I I gone through a lot of stuff, I'll just leave it at that. It's a very broad description, but you know, like even even when I go out to to you know when I travel for work, and someone says to me, they say something to me about uh, about you know they, like I had a girl in Vegas, right? We went out, and she's married. She's they were all super cool. They saw that I was by myself, and they were like, "Hey, come, like, come, 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 hang out with us." It was her, you know, two girls, like five guys. It was a blast. Never had that much fun, but they 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 threw me a lot of compliments. I was like, you know, I didn't feel like they were hitting on me at all. Yeah. And I wasn't hitting on her. I was like, these are some really cool people. <laughs> like, like I I don't you know I don't talk to a lot of a lot of people outside of pure business dealings. Yeah. And I was like, this is this is this and is the, amazing. Depending on where you work, that affects it a lot too, because. Yeah. Like in, in this industry, that's all you're doing is talking to different people. That's right. And a lot of the barbers that work here are girls, so they're they're at least really good at giving these guys compliments and stuff. But yeah, exactly. when I was in construction, like and it might be the same in your industry, but all day long, all that happens is every guy gives every other guy shit. You talk that's shit it. all day all long. You're doing, that's it. You're fucking with everybody else. You're giving them shit. You're you're being an asshole all day long. You don't, get, you don't get any compliments. You just get made fun of all One, day long. One hundred percent. You make fun dude. of somebody else all you know, day long. I, again, so I work. I work for something like this, and have somebody else give you a compliment. Exactly. Like, that could be a game changer. Exactly. You don't know, like for me, I'm. I don't have anxiety. Thank God. Sure. But for somebody else that that does, like if you're if you're going through that, and then on top of that, you're at work all day, and people yeah. are giving you shit all day long. Like one hundred percent. That's. You know, it's it, 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 escape. It's funny for those for those men that are listening to this podcast. Ask your guys how they're doing. I mean, first off, with with my buddy recently taking his own life. I mean, you just just reach out, just ask. For me, again, being in this industry, you do not, you are not vulnerable. You, it's like a, it's like a big no no for whatever reason. Um, when I was going through my stuff, like last year was the worst year of my life, like in terms of mental health. And my, I had my director, he reached out to me. He doesn't call the guys a lot, but for whatever reason, he, he felt kind of con- like me and him had a connection. So he called me one day. I was in, I was in Philly. I was visiting Yuri. And, and he, he calls me out of nowhere. It's like 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, what's up, John? 
He goes, hey. He goes, you need to lighten up, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And, dude, I fucking, I started bawling. And I'm in my hotel room, and I've had a couple just drinks. Knew. He just knew. Yeah. But he awesome. also knew that that was the only way that he could really get through to me. He was like, hey, yeah. lighten up, bitch. And, dude, I started bawling. And he, you know what you know what he said? He didn't say a word. He just let me, he just let me do it for, like, 10 minutes. Let me get it out. And Was there something that tipped the scales for you that made it the yeah, year? Yeah, well, so that's a great question. God, I love when people ask me I questions. I love that shit. Um, so thank you. But, yeah, so, so, so Danielle and I, I mean, we, again, so Danielle doesn't. Danielle and I, do we we have a very interesting relationship. I mean, uh, again, I'll be very vulnerable with you. I, again, we're we're breaking records here. We're at an hour and forty minutes. I'll, yeah. Fucking, we'll break records even more. But I'll just be very upfront, very honest, very open. We haven't like we and her. We've been married for nine years, and we've never told each other. Well, hold on. We used to tell each other, "Love you," all all the things, right? The last two years, I have not. We haven't said "I love you" face to face in the last two years. Wow. So it's a it's it, and and it's it's just a very, it's a, it's just a we not weird. It's just a we're in a weird kind of a strange um, period, right? And so, you know, I've struggled a lot with that the last year. And then, you know, again, I, I don't I, you know I didn't talk to a lot of my buddies about it. Right. First off, I didn't have friends out here, so I wasn't going to talk to people out here. And so my director, we had Teams calls every Tuesday and Thursday on, on Microsoft Teams. And he could tell that something was off. And so he finally just called me on it like a month later. And that's when he, that's when he said it in, in Philly. He's like, hey, lighten up, bitch. Yeah. And, dude, I just, I lost it. Lost it. And I don't cry. Dave's funeral, didn't cry. Neil's, Neil's I, I kind of cried because they did a shitty job on his, his viewing. They didn't, he, he looked not good. Um, but I just don't cry. And I just bawled. And I was like, I'm trying, and that's what set it off. And uh, so for me, you know, I'm I'm very, I'm like you, I'm very relationship based. Yeah. You know, relationships. I think most people are. Relationships are so much more important to me than you know making five hundred thousand dollars a year, without question. Um, if I had solid relationships and good friendships and things like that, I would take that over making a shitload of money, all day long. Absolutely. And that's why me and Alex Costig, we get along so well, right? We just, we just, I mean, we just get along. We vibe, and uh, I just—he's—he's he's very real. He's just like every other Acosta. Very, is a very real person, um, very genuine. And so, yeah, I just—that was an awesome question, by the way. That's the first time I've ever been asked a yeah. question in my podcast. No shit. Um, yeah, I—I I mean, I could talk for yeah, hours about that. that. Are you going to tell us if you guys say "I love you"? What's that? Do you guys say "I love you" in person now? Nope. Is it you more, or is it her? I think I think it's I think it's more me. Well, right now, I think it's more me. She, her whole fam. Again, my family's all Mormon. They're all LDS. So is hers. But for me, I'm a very. um, Are you guys together? Like your families are, are, but are you? You're active. Wait, active Active LDS? Oh no! No, no, no! No, No, her her whole family is, and my whole family is. Like my side of the family is. They're all active. You guys together or not? She kind of is. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I, for me, I've always like, for me, it's not so much about me. It's about my kids now. So if my kids want to do it, yeah. like, Hey, listen, you do your thing. Right. As long as you're a good person, I've got no issues. Yeah. Right. I've got no issues at all. Just be a good person. That's all. Um, I think that's how I would handle it. I think I would say if my kids wanted to go to church, I'd say, yeah, I'll think I'll give you a ride. I won't be there. 
That's, I'll give you a ride. Absolutely. And, and, you know, that's that's the big issue that I have is my dad, you know, former bishop and things like that. My dad, he he calls me up the other day. And, and if I'm getting too personal, you guys can just say, hey. Not at all. You guys can be like, whoa. So There's really not much that's TMI or too personal. Right here. I feel like I can read the room pretty well. But, yeah, it's, you know, I my dad calls me up. He's like, hey, what's, uh, what's, Kai, what's Kai doing for baptism? I'm like, I don't know. Ask him. And he hated that. He's like, well, yeah. you haven't talked to him? I was like, what? What? He's like, it's his decision. Why? I mean, why do I have to talk to him? He's like, well, you have to teach him everything. You need to take him to church so he can learn. And I was like, yeah. hold on. I said, if you if you ask an eight-year-old in Utah, do you want to get baptized like every other eight-year-old in Utah? You know what every eight-year-old yeah. in Utah is going to say? Yeah. Of course. My cousins sure. are doing it. I'll do it. Well, it's like you're breeding them. You're well, eight breeding years them old. to do it when it's like... Like how many eight-year-olds are leaders, you know? That, we talked about this exactly on the other day. On we talked about, on, yeah, we talked about, you know, listen, I didn't know really right from wrong until I was sixth, seventh grade, truly. Yeah. I really didn't. I mean, I knew, hey, yeah, be nice, and that's it. That, that was my only thing, right? And so the fact that, you know, my eight-year-old who, you know, he, he – he just got out of early intervention for learning how to really communicate. He didn't just get out of it, but he communicates super well. He's kind of a late bloomer in terms of communication. I was like, how, how can I ask him, hey, do you want to get baptized like your cousins? Because he's every time he's going to say, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's Kekoa M. Hey. Route. What's up, brother? He just leaves. Can I sit next to Nelly? Yeah, sure. Here, just yeah, just throw whatever, whatever's in your way. If it's my stuff, throw it, whatever. Um, Before so, we go back into the religious talk, like marriage is seriously so hard. Like it is I, the like, hardest thing I've ever been a part of. Like no I question. love Jeremy so much, but like we parent together, we work together, we eat together, we shower together. Like, like it's so hard. I like, I just. I feel for you. I really do. It's just so incredibly hard. It's you know, and, and, and it's just like it's just like anxiety and depression and 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 panic attacks. There's none of those things are the same. No two marriages are the same. Mm -hmm. You have some things that you click with really well. Like with our kids, we click phenomenally, phenomenally. Yeah. You go to sporting events and everything, we kill it. But in terms of like us together, it's very awkward. I mean, I I'll sit in my office and I'll get up. So I usually wake up around six. I'll go to the gym, and then I, I'm done by about seven thirty, and then I come I come back and I start work and do my meetings, emails, calls, everything, and then by about four thirty-five, I'm usually done with my day job, and then I start moving on to my stuff with Alex and Braden and these other guys, the consulting, and I don't leave my I really I mean I'll spend time with the kids, no question, right? I'll go out hang out with them, we'll go throw the ball, but you know for me I got to figure out how to enjoy spending time with Danielle and trying to put those issues that we have, the, 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 not issues, the differences that we have to the side. That was, that's, that's the biggest thing for me. Well, like one, like, so with me and Jeremy, like we are parenting, like, like we're on the same page. Like, <clears throat> like we have a really great sex life. We have like a really great, like we really, Which is so important. Yeah, it really is. We like think like financially, like we are like on the same page. But when it comes to business, we couldn't be more opposite, which is probably the track though. Like couldn't be, that's probably the like success to the shop. Jeremy's like, I mean, it comes down to the colors of the shop. 
But like we will like n- like we will call it quits at night and like we'll still sleep together. But Jeremy's like, no, the bull skull should have been in a, like six inches lower, and I'm like four inches higher, and I'm not kidding. Like that's we'll hilarious. Fight. No, it just happened at the at the last meeting we went to. I asked Sadie a question. Of, Hold on, can you will you hand that to her? Yeah. Sorry. I asked Sadie a question when we were at um, one of our last meetings of how many of something specific she wanted, like how many would be in this this location, and and she goes mm, three. And Jeremy goes, two. <laughs> and then it just starts. And, and then what did he say? And then he goes, well, maybe two to three. He said, we have three in our other place, too. Maybe two or three. And, and so I'm like, so mother freaking three. Like, like so I just freaking three. said. And so I just start walking away. And I'm like, I'm going to let you two talk about this. <laughs> look at Jeremy. Just look at Jeremy. He's like, hey, he's like, hey, hey give me the mic. Let me talk. I got to clear the air. I got to I know you too. Earlier you said, you, you asked the question, what, if you had to give one piece of advice to anybody in this industry, what, what would that advice be? And Sadie had her amazing advice from David Costa, right? Right. Mine, mine, my industry is not barbering. My industry is working with your wife, hand in hand. That's, that's my, my job. It's a good industry. And if I were to give advice to anybody, it would be make sure your, your marriage is on solid ground because it's not easy by any means, working full-time with your wife. No, with your not spouse at all. In general, it's, it's not an easy thing. So just make sure that your your marriage has to be on solid ground to work together, period. There's no way it would work if it wasn't. That's exactly, uh, 100%. You know, it's funny that you say that because Neil and Casey used to tell me the same thing. Neil was the owner of Ready Gunner. Again, my buddy that yeah. committed suicide. They said the same thing. They ran that. To, uh, I mean, you guys remind me a lot of Casey and uh, Casey and Neil, um, and the, you know, and the fact that you guys run this thing together, right? Um, and so, uh, what, what's your name? You say hi. Can you say hi? Look at that. Look at that thing. Can you say, say hi. Hi. What's your name? Chloe. You say Chloe. That's like, that's like another thing we've got we've got everyone in this episode whoever's listening you guys are very lucky yeah got full family well and like with me and jeremy like our kids are like totally included in our business like this little girl like she she runs this place like she lives here like she she sweeps she knows where the broom is my kids come our in they start holding journey house. spent literally two months with me ever all like 60 plus hours a week here when I was doing the construction. It was like a stack place. of Barbies. She was here like the right entire time, yeah. start yeah. to finish. And the Barbies. That's hilarious. I love that. Here that was awesome. Front cool. desk if we needed to. That's the best. That's Cola. the best. You know, it's it's funny. So, you know, we've talked a lot about you this uh, this episode, Koa. That's good. That's why it, I came down, just in case. It is good. It's, it's, it is good. provide context. We've been... Uh, <laughs> all good things. All good things. All good things. All good things. We've been yeah, we yeah, we talked a lot about about the um, I mean I mean what all did we talk about Co about Jeez, I just forget he's so forgettable. Uh, mostly just uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> you told us the really well you told me I think they already knew the really cool story of how he actually became your barber. Oh, tell hey I want to hear the story from Coa. For everybody who heard this on the episode, sorry you got to hear it from the horse's mouth here. Koa, how did yeah. how did you start cutting my hair? I want to hear well, from years past to now. To yeah, because there's like actually a good reason though too sure. why I came up to you in the first place. So I had seen 
your haircut by Nafe, who I really respect. I like what he does, and I feel like he's a really good barber, super talented. Um, I've been to some of his classes and stuff like that and learned a lot, but when I saw you come in, I think somebody had given you just like a really chill, regular guy haircut. And I was like, uh... No, 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 I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I don't know who, I don't know who said that. I wasn't going to say any names. Anyways. Oh, I know who it was. It was... Okay, anyways. So, I just saw you walking by. I was like, hey man, I want to cut your hair. Um... I guess, like, I just wanted to, like, test out my skills and see if I could, like, do What'd it What'd you say to well. me? Do you remember? Yeah, I was just like, hey, I remember dude, I want to cut, cut your hair. Something like that. That's it. Yeah. He walked right up to me as I was leaving. He's like, hey, now if I used to cut your hair, he's like, can I, can I, do, your next cut? Can I do your next cut? Yeah, I, I think I said something like, I just want to try it just one time. And I was, like, geared up for the next, like, two weeks to, like, get, <laughs> like, get it it's good. So- this is no shit. Like, yeah. That's so dope. That's It's funny, though, because cool the story. first one was not my favorite. The second one was second one. the best. One. I, I just saw a picture of my second one because I took a yeah. picture of myself. I was like, damn. Like, yeah. I don't do selfies, <laughs> I but I was like, I look probably good. Yeah. And, then he, and, and, now, then now, he, and now we're here, Koa. This is yeah. where we're at. Well, yeah. This is where mean, we're at. It'll be cool later. Wow, you look really different without a hat on. Do you tell them the Chick-fil-A thing? That's my favorite oh, part. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is a funny story. So I go to Chick-fil-A one day. He does my beard because I don't, I don't do, I don't come here and just get my hair or just, rarely I just get, I mean, yeah, very rarely I'll only get my beard. Since you're growing it up. But, I mean, he does my hair, beard, every time. So I go to Chick-fil-A and again, it's one of those things where I'm in line for fucking, a freaking, I'm so sorry. Um, <gasps> Dang. Podcast. Terry's going to hit me in the face, bro. Dude, this little girl. I'm pretty sure. She lives at the well, barber shop, right? What they know, parented felt, to their kids in like yeah, the greatest so way. You love it. I feel bad. I don't want Jeremy to I punch me in the face. the greatest baby, way. Wake your ass up. <laughs> Dude, yeah. First time I met the baby, yeah. she's like, "Hey, watch she's, her." She's she's more watch of a say, oh, shit. ass than any of us in here. She'll knock yeah. you out her off. Yeah, yeah they. Uh, no boundaries with this baby. Yeah, that's hilarious. She could live in the wild. She's completely fine. I love that. So we we go to we go to Chick Fil A. I went to Chick-fil-A. I was like, damn. I was like, I'm really hungry. So I go to Chick-fil-A, and as, as I'm waiting, this guy, I'm convinced it's like one of like 12 black kids that have ever worked at Chick-fil-A in, in Spanish Fork. He comes up to me. He's like, he looks at my, in my, in my, my truck. He goes, he just, he just stares at me for a second. I was like, hello. <laughs> Super awkward, right? I'm like, can you, I help you or can you help me or something? And he goes, no homo, bro. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. He goes, he goes, hey, bro, no homo. A beard and hair. He's like, he just looks at me. He's like, that's, he's like, that's, that's what's up, man. And it was just, it was so funny being at Chick-fil-A. And the kid looks at you and says, hey, no homo. Yeah. You look good. Like I'm already black in Utah. I got to so, keep my job. And so I immediately, before I even get my food, I text Cole. And I'm like, dude, guess what I just... Yeah, I told him everything and about it. And then he it. gave me the winky face with the with the kiss in the heart <laughs> emoji. He's like, "Wait, just kidding," and then tried to send the the right one. Oh, it was it was so funny, That's man. That's hilarious. That's such a cool story. I, I love getting the best story. I well, I love getting texts like that too. Like it makes me feel good that like I I impacted somebody like outside of just in the barber shop. Like where you can go out and like people are complimenting you and making you feel better about yourself. What did we just talk about earlier? I mean, an hour ago, we talked yeah. about confidence, right? Yeah. 
So, there, I mean, there's a lot of confidence that goes into barbers, right? Yeah. Com- barbers have to have a lot of confidence, but there's a lot of confidence that comes. I mean, listen, I have a lot of confidence when I, like, this is why I come to you, dude. Like, yeah. This is why I come to you because I, I, when I go to, when I travel, when I do all these things, I mean, this is one of yeah. my, when's my, when's my appointment? It's Thursday. I leave on Friday to go hang out with Kid Rock and John Daly, those guys I was telling you about. Who am I going to? Because he, I just feel confident. I mean, I hang out with those guys, feel very good about so myself. Your second trip on that golf trip, I, w- I would like to be invited. If I don't know, if 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 someone would have told me, you your, just, your next listen, time. If you want to come, right I get now, it's probably too late to invite me now. Listen, if but you want to, if you want to sleep in my bed, you can come right now. Just pay. I'll for sleep you. in your bed. <laughs> I'm not against sleeping in another man's bed for sure. Listen, I am. I'm very spur of the moment. If you want to come. Show up. I'm coming in your bed too if you're going to hey. the rock. And then I'm going to Kid Rock. It's not the rock. No, it's, it's golfing, rock. Sadie. It's what? So you're getting drunk with a bunch of it's seals. A golf trip. That sounds fun. No, I don't want to go then. Where's it at? I'm not golfing. It's in Glen Allen. You're not Virginia. golfing? Do you know how much it costs? Well, I, I could technically golf, but the guy that I'm going with, like, his name's Sean Brennan. Stud. He's not golfing. He's like, I need someone to help me just like drink on the carts. I'm like, I can do that. But for, for I want to go and golf with these guys. Corporate sponsors. It's you 10 do grand. it, Jeremy. $10,000 oh, for these guys. Sadie, no. can I go? No, he can come and um, hang out with me and drink. Sign off on finances. So can I be? We, so I'm we go to. Cart hey, DD. We go to. No, drunk no, driver. No, no, no. There's no. We have people assigned for DD. That's no joke. Like, we have people. That's what I'm you talking have about. to go with Jeremy. Let's talk you about it after. Let's talk about it after. I mean, I can look at flights right now. I'll buy it. I got miles. I got miles. I got miles. Just saying, if I'm like, hey, yeah, no, he's actually in our circle I'm for. I'm just uh, as last minute, fly by the seat of your pants kind of guy. I'm in. Sorry, I'm a not stay at home with five kids by myself kind of person. Sorry. Well, hey, you. hey, listen. Our 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 community our our housing development has a pool. We got a park. They can come that over. Means Jared will take the kids with you. No, that means that you can just oh, drop them off no. to to my wife, and she can watch them, and you work, whatever. You guys can become best friends. Sounds hardcore. You can convert and go do church with her, and and. Me and Jeremy go hang out. I with got the you. I'll stuff. help. I'm their favorite. I'm trying to I'm their favorite aunt. Right now. <laughs> Sorry, Holly. Oh, okay. Cole, you should say one little piece about, like, just say, hey, don't forget to come see me. Cole, you haven't oh, even shit. introduced yourself. I forgot you have your mic. So. I'm pretty sure everyone at this point in the in the episode oh, every... knows who Koa is. If you don't know who Koa is, at the beginning. Effing, pay attention, please, because we've only talked about him 30 times. <laughs> um, Dude, that's cool. I'm Koa, by the way. Um, I. I'm super excited to open up the shop. Like coming well, back to tell us about the shop because we've talked a yeah. little bit about it, but I want to hear about the shop. Well, like, where's it at? Where's kinda it Kind of coming back to what we talked about before. It's like with that whole confidence thing. I think like as a barber, one of the things that I really care about is like putting that confidence or I guess that kind of like energy into people. Like the haircut and the beard, whatever. It only get you so far, and I've seen that with a lot of different talented barbers. Like that, sure. that pushes them to a certain point, but then they can't go past it. And then I cut their hair, I cut those guys' hair after right. that, and that's like for me, I think because I'm putting that energy into them. So one of the things that I get to do now, opening up the shop, is do that for like a large community of people. Yeah, and I get to like make those all my people, and that's the main reason I wanted to do it. I think like the the things and the benefits financially and stuff like that that are going to kind of come with it will definitely change my life and hopefully just make it easier for me to 
to do that in other ways besides cutting hair being a part of the community and being a part of like events that they have going on and the chamber of commerce and stuff so um right now american fork is you know it's funny i'm gonna i'm gonna let me, let me interrupt you for one second <laughs> yeah you hear what he said right there he said talk, he's talking about the chamber of commerce mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Anyways, I'm, hey, we, we all, us three, we've keyed on that in separate conversations, so it's funny that you said that. Yeah, I'm well, sorry. I've learned Continue. it from, from her. She's such a big part of the community. She won an award, I think, while we were all, I think it was like about a year ago in December. She won an award for stepping up during COVID and being a part of the chamber out of nowhere and like helping the entire city of Spanish Fort to like kind of keep their chamber of commerce, uh, commerce kind of relevant and stuff and they didn't have a lot of people and now sure. it's blown up. We're a part of that still. It's something that like we can be a part of the Fiesta days in Spanish Fork. Like I want to be a part of the Steel Days in American Fork. I think I saw like a billboard just driving on the freeway for it and I was like, dude, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like a booth in that city. And I and I think there's plenty of barbers out there that are really good at what they do, but like I think even just owning a business and being able to be a part of a community, whether that's barbering or not, like you get to cut like we i think we cut the mayor of spanish forks hair here like that guy comes to us to look his best and i mean he's representing everybody and i think that would be awesome to be able to kind of like extend that reach and that kind of like impact that we've had on the community to all these other cities in utah and stuff and that's i think like kind of when i they brought it up to me like in my six month or like a year meeting like checking up on kind who, of like, who brought it up Sadie and Jeremy they were like we would want you to like maybe open another shop with us and I was like yeah let's do it like right now and Sadie's said she was down and right away yeah I went for it and I ever since it's been about a year talking about it but it's finally happening we bought the chairs like things are finally set in motion for it to happen so because how, how long have you been cutting my hair uh, I think like six-ish months that's maybe. it yeah Maybe it could have been almost a year now, but I think it's about six months. <clears throat> I, I have like favorite clients, dude. You're definitely one of them. Like, because you, you remember, <laughs> you remember when I when I came to you and and man, you and me have had some. We've had some in depth conversations. Well, that's why, yeah. I like you accept the energy that I'm like pouring into you, kind of thing. Hundred percent. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to do that for a lot of people all the time, actually, and. Some people are just not like there yet, and some people it just doesn't matter. And then yeah. some people really like want to soak that up. <clears throat> I connect really well with those people that do want to kind of like grow, and it's fun because I think in those conversations, like when we're sitting down and we're doing those things, like we are growing. Like that's how you grow. You have to like talk about like some uncomfortable shit or some like yeah. deep shit or like some things that's just kind of like <clears throat> scary that nobody wants to talk about. Well, you and you and me talk a lot about about business and life and, and, and just kind of, I mean, really kind of putting yourself out there. Right. I mean, getting outside yeah. of your comfort zone. I mean, you've asked me questions. I've asked you, you yeah. questions about, um, I mean, like you asked me a lot about business and things like that. And, and yeah. it's not going to, I mean, you and me are going to start bouncing ideas off of each other. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not just going to be like a, Oh, barber client relationship. Yeah. It's going to be a, it's going to be kind of like a business consulting type thing. Right. We're saying, Hey, yeah. what worked for you? what really did not work for you, right? Well, yeah, and I think and that's like, a huge thing. Yeah, and and most people, and this is what I saw with Sadie because she didn't choose to be like the the business owner, I guess that was going to kind of 
like I'm the I'm the business owner. She remained like one of the people and like showed us that she was with us like throughout the whole thing. And I think like that is what kind of showed me like what she was able to create and then still be normal. And then I started like cutting all these people's hair that were normal, that were like (laughs) business owners. It wasn't just about money; like they were doing something. And I think that's always what I've wanted to do. So, so you've. And again, I don't, I don't mean to detract from anything here, but I, I, I'd like to ask Koa, I mean, can you tell, not quickly, but can you tell fairly easily someone that's in it, like they're in their business for money versus someone that's in it because it's something they yeah. truly love to do? Well, dude, they have nothing like more to say than how like money and stuff and things. Nobody, they don't have anything else going on. That that was the biggest thing I've told I've told I've told Sadie I've told Jeremy I've told Nelly I've told everybody about this I was like this is why I come to Coa I don't I don't come to Coa just because he gives a, a great a great cut I come to Coa because we have conversations deep conversations about business life I mean remember the joke what was the joke you told me about your your uncle you remember that oh that I maybe, just said listen, this is hilarious I, I don't know but I, I didn't know what to say the it first might not time I heard be that it. funny I it's just funny, my dude. uncle fell off a cliff and died. We were talking about how like the, the difference in humor between people who like are doctors and cops. And I was like, oh yeah, my uncle fell off a cliff. And died. He said it so nonchalant. I was almost like, I was trying so hard not, no offense. I tried really hard not to laugh. Well, no, but that's, that's I really how, did. I think that's how my family processes it too though it's like we were all like i mean there was parts of it that was serious when it happened there was parts of of it that we were joking about when it happened i think this is a theory that i have but anybody who's been through extreme trauma one of the only ways i think that they can take control over it again is making it funny and that's like one of the quickest and easiest ways to take back something that was like happened to you that was outside of your control and taking control over it again. That's, that's right. why doctors and military and cops all have the craziest sense of humor. And it's all about like dead people and yeah, just like horrible kind situations. Kind of off the wall stuff. Yeah, but, right. it's, but it's because like, I mean, what else can you do? Like you got to be able to like laugh about it. It's like the that's most right. serious thing about life is like death and being able to turn that into something that's not so serious is like a big a big way to like take the power back over something that happened to you there's no there's no question and and before before i ask sadie my next my next question i wanted to um kind of give a shout out to koa um anybody living in utah hit up koa if you're looking to 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 get a barber i you know and i'm not saying he'll do this for everybody but I, I, I hit up Koa the day, that was probably a couple of days after Neil had killed himself. Yeah. Where were you at? You were in Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, Koa was in Hawaii, and, and Neil, I found out that Neil had taken his own life. I needed a, I needed a cut. I needed to get right for the, the funeral visitation. And what'd you do, Koa? So it was like a 12-hour flight, or a, no, it was like an eight-hour flight back. It was through the whole night. I don't know. I went home, got like four hours of sleep, and then I came to the shop and cut your hair real quick. And that right there solidifies my relationship with Koa, um, personally, professionally, everything. Um, so as long as you know, as long as Koa's cutting hair, I'm, I'm going to be going to him. So Koa, first off, that's my shout out to you. Thank yeah, you thanks, very man. much. I appreciate, I appreciate you. you too, dude. Um, my next question though is, 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 is for Sadie, um, Sadie and Jeremy, really. So, um, and so okay, she's got the microphone in front of her, and and. Oh, I'm sorry, I could have given this to him. But what, Sadie, I want to know what what you do, and, and I'm going to thank you for this for this question. What do you do to keep up morale for all your barbers? Because you have 200 
million barbers working for you or something close to that. I forget how I forget what their actual number is, but um, I, I'm just curious. I mean, you like you have you have you have such solid workers. I hate saying solid workers. Solid. Oh, the, I team, call the team that surrounds partners. this is solid. Yeah, the whole team. I solid. like. I almost call them business partners. You know what yeah. I mean? Because they're they're just. They're such we're a integral. team. Exactly. It's not. We're not the. I mean, we are the leaders, but they're that. It's a team. So how do how do you keep up that that team morale? That that's my biggest thing. Yeah. So like, what a hard thing too, because like, of course, like I'm a mom. I have. Now we're gonna unmute the mics. I didn't mute that. I didn't get that, so we're good. Um, anyways, how do you keep up morale with your? Uh... <laughs> what even happened? <laughs> so Sadie, let me let me ask you a serious question. question. Are we on? This is a very serious question. I want to see this blowhorn before I come it's over this counter and get an actual assault charge. How do you? <laughs> I deserve this. And so right, we started talking about it. You guys got to We talked about this. That we talked about this about an hour and yeah. twenty-two minutes ago. <laughs> Put it in her desk like a teacher. <laughs> Damn it, Nelly, I'm taking this. Get it after school. Yeah. So again. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> My ear went a little deaf. Oh, I'm gonna mark that because I want to wait for that. Um, hey, how do you keep up morale with your barbers and, and between multiple locations? I am actually curious about that. That was actually a great question, and that's her question. Yeah, that was that was my intro into. Scaring, because that's one of the things we do, is scaring each other. So, yeah, like, I, I don't know if you got the first part of what I said, but... No, um, we got nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I immediately muted my mind. Thanks. Um, is, you know, like, being a mom and a woman, and, you know, like, sometimes I have shitty days, so it's hard, because, like, if I come to work in a shitty mood, like, the whole shop, you can feel it throughout the whole shop. Like, these guys definitely, like, we're vibing off of each other, and so making sure, like, that I drop my shit off at the door, and, like, I'm coming in here to, like, pump these guys up, and I think the easiest way to keep up morale is just knowing that, like, I care about every single person in here, and I care about their success, but not just, like, their financial success, but, like, success but like their emotional success so like i'm coming in here like how are you like how can we succeed today like i like keep a pretty close report so i'm like like let's do you know let's do this i just keep them busy and so i think the biggest thing about morale is just like caring like i just care about everyone in here and i just show up just being very genuine with everybody everybody feels like validates a lot too like i feel as as an employee here like very validated in what i do like everything that I do that is a success, um, like she'll recognize. Like I think one of is the- is that is that something you really value? So yeah, I'll dude, tell you right now. Day. I really value when 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 like so again. Now I do my own thing. You know this. Yeah. But like when my directors used to say, Riley, hey, hell of a job, great work. Yeah. Is that something you value? Yeah, I mean that's all you need. I don't need a gold star, but if somebody just recognizes that I'm putting in the work and like, Absolutely. like I care about this as much as you do, kind of thing, and I think that's why they approached me about a shop in the first place. Like, I I fed off that energy of like just coming in every day and like I like 
she paid attention to what I was doing and like gave me props and like I felt like I was actually a valuable like part of this machine. It's such I, a I think piece. something else Mercedes does a lot is actually Nellie and I were talking about this either earlier today or yesterday. But she won't ask her barbers to do anything she's not willing to do herself. So like if that we're, if we're open Christmas Eve before before you go any Christmas further, Eve. let me key on that. That is one of my favorite quotes from this podcast. Can you repeat that, please? She won't As a ask, business owner, she won't ask her barbers to do anything she won't do herself. If 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 we're open Christmas Eve, she's in here working Christmas Eve. If we're open on Thanksgiving or the Black Friday or whatever, she's in here. Those the worst days to be in here that nobody else wants to be in here, she's here every time. Like the one Sunday we were open this year. Can can you imagine coming from me if if my if my old directors would have came to me and said, "Hey, I need you to go to this show on just one random Saturday or one random Sunday, but hey, it's just you. That would have really bothered me. You know what I mean? They did that to me in Nashville. They were like, hey, I need you to go to Nashville tomorrow. And I was like, it's it's a $1,400 ticket. Okay, yeah, cool, just go. They didn't come with me, and I was, I was that really that really upset me. You know what I mean? The fact that, hey, if, if I were to ask one of my guys, I'm going to do what Sadie did, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm going to suffer with them. You know what I mean? And so that's, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that, that is, that is phenomenal. That is huge. It absolutely is. It's a big is. deal. It, it's, it's a rarity. Yeah. That's like, uh, I've heard, so I had a couple buddies in uh, different military positions and everything, but like, um, just real quick, I mean, that's like the main thing that, that he said bonded them was like being in the, the suck together. Everybody. Being in the suck. That's yeah, right. Everybody like hated life at the same time with each other. And it's, and it created bonds that like a lot of people will never have because a lot of people haven't been through. <clears throat> well, that, that's, that's why you see the, the, the spec ops guys, right? The, your, your, your Navy SEALs, your Rangers and everybody like that. That's why you see them bond so well together. Even if one guy hates another guy, they still have that thing in common, right? I mean, I, I'll tell you right now, me and the guy, his name's Ray. I won't give his last name or his Instagram handle. He's a SEAL. I hate him so much i hate him he's so arrogant so cocky can't stand him he can't stand me for whatever reason it is what it is but him and all his seal buddies i'll never say anything to the seals about him because i know they've all been what'd you say through the suck together yeah i know they have that brotherhood there's something to that for sure absolutely from my construction days there's it's super interesting there's one thing i actually miss and i would never would have guessed it but it's it's the all night freaking middle of the night out there doing a water tying like at the time it was the worst job you could possibly do but for some reason that's the only thing i miss and it's because you're out there <clears throat> doing the worst job in the world with all your friends and there's something about it that's you're 100 percent right i mean even even I, I look at swat school right even for me there was a kid named tanner i won't give his last name i'll tell you later but what his last name was if he ever comes to the shop don't take him <laughs> he's a he's a pussy through and through. Tanner's a big name. Oh, Tanner's, dude, Tanner. Tanner's such a bitch, dude. <laughs> we uh, so, so we're 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 in we're in Hell Week, right? And this kid, for whatever, we're, I mean, you're in Hell Week. What do you expect in Hell Week, Koa? What what would you expect in in Hell Week for SWAT? What would you oh, expect? Man. I don't know. Terrible. Terrible. Tear gas, tear gas in a in a in a room. Tear gas. I mean, shitty conditions. <laughs> I mean. You're just getting your ass whooped all day long, right? 
So we had this kid that would not get into the stream. You know where the wind farm is in Spanish Fork? Yeah. He would not go into the creek. Creek. What do you? I don't know what you guys call it creek. in Utah. Yeah, he would not go into the creek. He's like, I won't. No, I'm done. He's like, I'm already wet. I'm not going in. I was like, good, you're already wet. I grabbed him. I pulled him in. And so he told he told the, the, SWAT, the SWAT commander on me like I was going to get in trouble. You know what the SWAT commander said? Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, good for you. You know, like, like get in there. Be, be part of the, the shitty experience yeah. so you can come party with us after everything's all said and done. You have an opportunity to be in SWAT. But, you know, being part of the suck and being part of the growth and the, the you know, when things aren't 100% great is such an important part of business as you both absolutely know. You know, starting in COVID, it's never easy. Well, and just like the last two weeks, like some super traumatic things have happened to me personally. And instead of like sitting at home and like crying in my bed, which is like what I totally want to do, I have to be here to like prove to my team that like I'm strong and that we're strong. Because and, your team is all aware that, of everything that happened? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. My team's definitely aware of everything that's happened and um, <clears throat> I need to show up for them. And show up for them and, and show strength and show that um, we can weather any storm and we'll rise from whatever comes across our path. You know, whatever damage that happens to us, like, we'll come up from the ashes and we'll rise. So, yeah. yeah. I love that so much. Um, that's phenomenal. This is... Listen, I've I've talked to I've talked to people that have been on Netflix and Life PD and everything else, all the everything in between, right? And this is this has probably been my favorite episode. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I mean, we've had we've what five to six different people on the microphone, and this has been this has been phenomenal. Um, you know, just FYI, we talked we talked about about having some of the barbers doing like an episode. I'll bring my Listen, I don't, we don't have to put it on Hot Mike's podcast. We don't have to do any of that. We can put it on whatever you guys want. I can show you how to set it up. And I'll bring my equipment over. You guys don't have to worry about buying microphones. We'll set it up. You guys do your thing. I think it'd be awesome. I'd like, I'd like, I'd like to hear some, some, some barber. I really don't. I feel like there's not really like a barber. I feel like people don't really know about barbers. Yeah. No, I definitely not. I, I know this barber because right. we yeah. have not really barber-like conversations, but... <laughs> It, well, like, that's what it is. That's, that's what, what a barber why, is, though. Yeah, that's why I somebody so you fun. can talk about your regular <clears throat> life with. I, I yeah. talked to Ko about, about, do you remember my conversation with my dad where he's like, you pay how much for a haircut? Yeah, I, was like, yeah. I was like, well, I pay like anywhere from 40 to $60. And he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? I'm like, yeah. Like, what? No, and, dude, people, people will tell me all the time, too, that it's like once they decided, like, hey, maybe I should care about this. And then they spent the extra money and came. They like they were stoked. It's like good to take care of yourself. It's good to like care about yourself too a little bit. Well, caring about yourself, and then you know what? That's why I came one day. He was doing a he was doing a cut, and I still feel bad about it to this day. I bought like it's like one hundred ten dollars <laughs> worth of stuff. Yes, yeah, they were stoked. They, I felt terrible. I did. I didn't understand the the everything behind the scenes. Right? I didn't know. And I feel like an idiot now. I mean, obviously now I'll never do the same. I'll never make the same mistake. But I bought a bunch of shit from from. Cam. I still don't know who. It was not Cam, oh, dude. Reese, yeah. It was some <laughs> kid I've never met. I was like, yeah, cool. Co was taking a cut. I was like, here, I'll just. I need to buy this. And they were. I felt terrible. <laughs> I felt so bad. 
I was like, I was well, like, go just because the money goes to the commission money. Oh, I felt so bad. And not his barber. And so, yeah, I made a vow. I was like, did I'll... you ever call back to be like, Reese, change that out of your name right now? No, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> if Listen, if he would have just said, hey, yeah, call the shop and change it from Reese to me, I'd have been like, yeah, done. I would have. <laughs> in a... No, it was fine. It but was I felt so fine. bad. I was mine like, it's not mine. It's good. Aww. I did felt... I I that for, for Reese. That's fine. I felt terrible. I felt. So bad. And so, anyways, I'll never buy uh, merch if, if Coe's not here, just FYI. Um, <laughs> I can type my name. I can type my name. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, well, now that I know that, then that's good. I'll just come in, I'll get on the iPad, and I'll just type it in on Square. I'll be like, Coe, uh, okay, we're good. Yeah, because I'm not a barber, so just have me put it on the floor. Because I don't care who goes on there, it goes in the shop. I'll ask for one of you three. Hopefully someone's here, but. Um, Usually. Okay, listen, we're, we're coming up on 217. Listen. I mean, I could go for another, I could go forever. I could finish that bottle, whatever. But listen, let me ask you, is there is there anything that you or you or you or you wish I would have asked or, or, or if there was a question that you think I should have asked, you're not going to offend me, what what would that be? Anybody. I, mean, I don't is have there... like a question, but I just want to like thank you for coming and doing this podcast and like allowing my sister and my husband and my awesome barber and new partner, Koa, and... Honestly, you had my little three-year-old baby, Chloe, in here. She's and, awesome. <laughs> like, thanks so much for just, like, being willing to, like, listen to our story. No, I, I, I love it. And like I said, I, I, could, I could listen to it for hours more. I mean, for me, this is, this is what I would rather do. I mean, I would rather do uh, a thousand episodes of this than a thousand episodes of someone that's so self-absorbed. Listen, Rob, if you listen to this, I love you, but Rob O'Neill is very Hollywood. Very, very Hollywood. He's... He's about himself. I love him to death. Good friend of mine. But he's all about himself. He's all about Rob. You know what I mean? When I talk to people like you guys, you guys are all about the person sitting next to you. And that's so huge for me. I mean, those are the kind of episodes that I would like to do. And that's why, I mean, what did I tell you the other day? I was like, listen, if Sadie needs any, any, any form of business partner, I said, call me. I said, if you need funding, if you need, if you need connections, I said, if you need marketing, I said, call me because I will absolutely get it done. I was pissed because on when 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 I went to dinner with Heidi, I didn't have Chuck. Nobody really knows Heidi Liddell. Yeah. Chuck was stuck with Dana, Dana White, which I can't. How how do how do you compete with Dana White of the UFC? I can't do anything with that. I'm like, okay, well. Sorry, Sadie. Like, <laughs> he's with he's with uh, Dana White tonight. Did you so, guys know this? I yeah. wanted him to take a picture of Koa's. Yeah, uh, yeah, Chuck Liddell holding Koa's um, fellas. I have it in my wallet. Card. And he I gave me like, three of them. So <laughs> but this this weekend, I'm gonna listen. We're all gonna get, we're all gonna get very. Uh... I'm in. Do you think I'm playing? Like I'm, I'm deadly serious. I'll send you, I'll send you my itinerary. I had to change my seat out of uh, Comfort Plus so I can go hang out with, uh, so I can go with my buddy. But, dude, if you're down, we're all, we're all gonna Man, go hang out. Said, I'm down. Is he still talking about the golf? He's so not hold on. Down. He's not down. He's not. Are you serious? Yeah, no. he's not. Damn. Listen, I'm not trying to be in the middle of a fight. So. No, you're about to be. You're about to be. Just a warning. Take it from someone who sees it. Koa, whose side would he take here? I feel like Jeremy. <laughs> he is right. I'm a stay-at-home dad, so the only thing I gotta get covered is a babysitter. That's it. Bring him to my house. We have a Dumb. pool. We have a playground. We have. People a... will drown if there is an open pool. 
Do you know what flus are for? Our kids. <laughs> That's what f- <laughs> Do that. Nelly's like, my kids too. <laughs> yeah, Gabby's She's like, yeah, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. She's got four kids, actually. <laughs> They're going to have two moms that week that Jeremy's gone. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Well, thanks for having us, man. Dude, seriously, I'm so appreciative. I, Sadie, thank you for reaching yeah, out to me. Totally. I was, I'm so happy because, again, for me, let me, let me get a little bit. Uh, um, sentimental here for me. Again, I had taken those those six months off. I, I didn't. I, I wasn't super motivated. You know, when you work from home, there's not a lot of motivation when you work from home. And so, you know, when you reached out to me, I think I I think I told you like almost like two days later, I was like, dude, Sadie reached out to me about doing a podcast, and 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 again, I know you got a lot of stuff going on, so I, yeah. I I know that you know that's it's not a super opportune time, but. I appreciate it. And listen, as many of these as you want to do, I'm down. Like, yeah, I think it'll be fun. I think we should do it more. Yeah, dude, I think it'd be awesome. Sure. Like a barber chapter. A, listen, like, all I got to know is how many. Because how cool would that be for you also to be to reflect on these as things go on? And you'd be able to, it's going to be like a, a podcast journal of yourself. You look, say uh, that again. I'm not, oh, uh, about, about following along with the yeah, journey. Yeah, because like if we did this however long, whatever you guys feel like is the right amount of time between each, as we go through this journey with you and with the fellas, we'll be able to document it through this podcast. And like in years from now, when you want to think about, gosh, what was it like my very first time opening my very first like new fellas that wasn't specifically just run by you and Jeremy? And you just get to listen to this. And then imagine what she has. 35 new locations. Do you want to like take over your whole podcast over barber stuff though? Dude, that's what we do. Like that's why why this is why I'm here. We'll start a second podcast. That's right. That's why I'm here. Like you think I'm playing like oh man, I this I'll I'll tell you so doing podcast episodes it makes me very it, it kind of rejuvenates me a little bit. I mean, for me I do the same thing all day long and so when I can when you hit me up I was so excited. I was like, I was too. I was like, Holy I shit. I was like, the fellas want to do a podcast. I was like, hell yeah. It's like taking your appointment and doing it with like everybody. <laughs> yeah. And, and, then, and dude, that's why it's like, cause you're a part of the family now. It's like yeah. anybody that comes in here, at least for that brief amount of time that you're in here, you're a part of the like family. I think that's why that's this is like, family. that's right. That's exactly right. So I guess the last thing for me again, so I told her with this, I told everybody, this is the longest episode I've ever done. I've done guys on Netflix and Life PD and everything. This is the longest one I've ever done. Most comfortable one I've ever done too. Wow. Yeah. Again, do you remember how many how many bullet points I had written down? I think three. 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 And this I is thought the first I had one two. that he's ever had one of his guests ask him a question. The Jared. first one. The first one. He's very proud of himself. And I'm going to take that, and I'm going to take that audio clip. <laughs> I'm, de- I'm deadly serious. I'm going to edit the audio clip. Glasses. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I know. I'm going to edit the audio clip, and I'm going to put the question over it, and I'm going to answer it myself outside of the podcast. I'm so excited. Um, but seriously, if whatever, whatever <laughs> you guys need. Oh, my God. Please. Can we please? I've got – you guys tell me Look. when. I'll tell you, from, at the very beginning of this, I asked you why you don't do video, and you said it's because you feel like you're awkward on camera. I am awkward. I am. Sitting here, sitting across from you, you don't look awkward. I, I feel that. so awkward. You don't look awkward at all. If you just felt normal, because I, I was nervous as hell. This is my first podcast ever. I'm, I was terrified. I think you could play my first you sentence I like said, you, oh, no. and I, my heart was racing. But 
you sh- you don't look weird. The whole you time look you look like you were <clears throat> acting as if you did have a camera. In yeah, because there's like, no camera. That's why. That's why. That's so why I act like that. Secret camera. There's no camera. Secret. <clears throat> Let me show you what I do every time I'm on camera. And this is no joke. I'm um, the worst on camera too. You don't know to tell me. You say halfway bottle done? What about like a uh, like three quarters of a bottle done? Dude, I wish I was like more right prepared now? for this. Give me what do you the mean? next one. Dude, you, know. you have a podcast yeah. voice. Dude, I this he is does. my second podcast. Does, if right? you could hear it on the headphones, I believe you'd that. be like, hey, day. that's dope, dude. <laughs> I'm serious. If you could hear it on the headphones, you'd be like, hyping me up too much, man. Here, put those on. Let me listen to yourself. You you listen to them, Jim. I want to listen to it. Tell me something They'll make me laugh, though, because I want to hear my laugh. Let's see. Welcome to this Friday night at the Fells Chop Shop. We're uh, here with Riley doing a podcast on hot mics. Does he not sound so good on the mic? <laughs> All right, dude, I guess. Dude, you sound, you sound balling, dude. It's I awesome. Need to, I, I hate my voice. You know, I used to work at uh, call centers. And there was oh, always, that's it. Uh, there that's was always it. old ladies there like, hey, you have a you have a radio voice. You should start doing radio. I'm like, radio's dead, dude. There's no radio. <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to happen. But hey, yeah, and I mean, there's like a million podcasts and stuff out there, and, and whatever. I do sound good. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's nice. Imagine if you drank like a half a bottle of whiskey with us. I know. Dude. You sound yeah, way you better. Get me on the next one. I'll block out some time. We'll make it happen, dude. I Just do it in the middle like, of your cuts, and then go hit your last. I did right? do one actually in the middle of a, in the middle of a haircut. She's just taking shots of water. It's fine. Oh, that's hilarious. All right, Koa, talk to me. She's just in the. I, yeah, is that? It's working. I just got to get like real close to my chest so you can hear the rumble. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Natalie calls it. <laughs> I don't want to know what she calls anything else. Oh. This is not real. I made that up. She doesn't call my voice anything. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. This has been absolutely oh, my, my. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's right here. It's right here. <laughs> so you can kind of see what it's like when you, when you start hearing the, when you start monitoring the audio, right? It's. It's interesting. Like it you gotta like mute out my laugh though, because I swear my laugh's gonna. No, be that's actually. I think headphones on would be my way to do it for sure. If I had to choose. That's here. Listen, that that's how I am. I I like hearing what's hey what's working, what's not working, because for me I'm always trying to better. This thing was seven hundred dollars, right? This thing right here. Like for me, I'm like, okay, I gotta make this worth it. Like, what works, what doesn't work, and and so for me. I try to try to look at the, the intricacies, right? Try to see, hey, this is really good, this is really bad, and just go from there. But now I'm just like, fuck it. Like <laughs> I just want to have good conversations yeah. and call you, it good. You got a good podcast voice too though. Well you see I, I, I talk too like... low. That's the problem, is I is I talk too low because I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to act all cool, man. I'm trying to act like super cool. But, but well, listen, is, is there anything else? I mean, anything else? I say, I know I asked you earlier. Is there anything else you wish I would have asked you or Jeremy or, you know, Nelly? Oh, or man. Nelly said he's right. Thanks for having us on. No, I seriously appreciate awesome. you guys. This has been a fucking blast. I know she's not in here anymore, so I can say that. This has been so fun. Go yeah, Dude, I'm glad I came. I don't know why you booked out your last hour and a half. That's bullshit, but you should have been down here from the yeah, start. Well, so we got a barber expo. I'll pay you. I'll pay you his guys. spot so you can come down here for the next episode. Good for his little show. We're doing the, the the beard guys, the uh, bar barbudo guys. What about me, dude? Is that who that was? What about me? Yeah. That was uh, yeah. That both, was Danny. Both of them. We did both of them today. On Danny. Yeah. 
Which I'm very proud you of. You didn't that tell they, me that? that they all come to me. Dude. That's great. Yeah. Probably embarrass myself. Well, f- for anybody that, that doesn't know, shout out to I was yelling at everybody. Shout out to who? Barbudo. Here, put that put that up next to him again. Shout out to Barbudo. What's Barbudo do? Our our beard company. They take care of us. They got beard. Beard balms, beard butters, beard oils. Is that the company based in Payson? Mustache wax, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're the, local. The guy with the huge beard, right? All of, them, to know all of them have beards. They're legit. That you might have Danny and Paul, but Rich Evans just messaged me to do his I beard. Know. So I, I got the I main told, guy. I told Paul I like, don't want to. I don't want that pressure. I'll take the like the. <laughs> yes, you do. You want that <laughs> pressure, I'll brother? Level two. I'll take the like, pressure. Like, I'll take all of it. Hey, like, I, 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 I would do it. I would do it. But it is down to his belly button. I've never tackled that. What? You'll be all right. You'll be good before and after. I would. Is that the one you're doing Saturday morning? <gasps> Can I come and watch? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's dope. Yeah. That's so cool. Maybe I should. Yeah, I was yelling at all the barbers when he was in there. <laughs> yeah. Cody didn't tell so me. They were all talking. <laughs> they were listening. Yeah. So I was like, Jordan, I mean, I would, I would grow mine down to my chest, but Cody keeps cutting it short, so. Oh. <laughs> and stops by here. <laughs> by choice he's right <laughs> alright guys well hey listen seriously thank you so much you guys are the best I know you guys got little kids around so so let's uh, let's hit this outro and let's, uh, let's, let's bounce appreciate you guys thank you so much yeah thanks for having us man thank you, thank you.